0: skies above, don't fence me in, let me ride through the wide open country that I love, don't fence me in, let me be by myself in the evening breeze, listen to the murmur of the cottonwood
1: Good, 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 good morning, everybody. Good morning this morning. Ah, uh, good morning this morning. Ah, uh, good morning this morning. Good morning this morning. Good morning this morning, people. I am just telling you that it's necessary to tell you good morning this morning. can you hang on for a second because I have to do this. I have to find the story. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Don't fence me in. Don't fence me in. Uh, my, did anybody tell you not to fence, fence me, me in? in? I'm, don't
0: fence me in. Hang on. In.
1: My people just, don't fence me in. You all are... Uh, don't fence me in. I don't want to log in. I just want to get this... uh nice reading, yeah. Oh, I don't know why... In. How come I can get it don't on my phone, but... On my computer, I can get it, but I can't get it on my. Uh, trying not to. Uh, I don't want to join the Wall Street Journal, but I want to read the story. Uh, let's see. Very interesting. I, I have to. I'm sorry. You're you're kind of. Uh, I, I I have to. This is a big story because it it is. Locally, it affects you a great deal, and I don't mean to be inside baseball here. By the way, you know, as if I didn't have enough problems with this $6,100 million computer, I uh, want to let you know that the this is going to affect you locally in something is there is is there's something not right about this how this is going with my with my uh voice here the the merger between Sinclair and Tribune Media has been terminated which means that you know Channel 30 where I was before, and, of course, my show, which, uh, you know, Sinclair fired me, and but, but the bottom line is my show was going to not be airing now anyway. They would have canceled it because of the merger, and it would have been basically taken off the table anyway because they would have been transferring – stuff over to channel two and I mean it's just a it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of gobbledygook. But for you what it means is that this deal where channel thirty was going to buy channel two and all that kind of stuff isn't happening anymore. Like it's not going to happen anymore. Which is really weird. Because it it's going to affect you a a great deal uh on on this. It, it's kind of like really a crazy piece of news and it's because of the FCC's concerns about some submissions that Sinclair made uh, and sent to an administrative law judge. And so they terminated this merger agreement with Tribune. And and to tell you the truth, it's, it's kind of the whole agreement. Well, I, I, I really can't, uh, I really can't. Uh, I, I really can't discuss this. I don't think because of, of of an agreement I had with them after they fired me. But that's the reason why why I was why they let me go early. I think is is because of because of that because of the the agreement and they were so snake bitten by the whole thing they wanted to make sure that they were uh, they were clean and I was dirty to them and I was making headlines because of some tweet and because Stacy Newman and her slow son her slow stepson Stacy Newman sat there with w- in her in her place and started rubbing her crystal ball and all of her flying monkeys got out and attempted to take me down on Twitter and everything else. And so once all of her, once Stacey Newman's flying monkeys, with the lead one being her slow stepson, Drew, she got all those people out there, and they all wound up ultimately having an effect on my job because Sinclair was so jumpy about what was going on. It wasn't really it wasn't really even it's so interesting how really in the end when it came to all the stuff I was doing, really in the end, that tweet it was it was the perfect storm really because it, it the reasons why I was taken out had almost nothing to do with really the offense taken at the tweet. It almost had nothing to do with it, it and everything to do with all these machinations that were going on behind the scenes as to how these companies were t- trying to get stuff done in terms of their deals and stuff. And they, they, they needed to, you know, make a play and they be, needed to do something that wasn't embarrassing to them or what have you. And, it became a pretty big ass deal but 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 really in the end it had nothing to do with the tweet itself it was almost like i was had i it was almost like i had the worst luck in the world to have had somebody pick that out at the moment and decided to make a case of it when otherwise it probably wouldn't have made a difference at all i mean on on top of that you know the 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 fakery when it came to these organizations that supposedly left and I've already explained that one was Ruth's Chris Steakhouse which was a, a trade deal I have a bunch of gift certificates that I haven't figured out how to use yet the other one was Palm Health that that had no intention of severing ties with me didn't even want to get involved but were dragged into it by this Joan Berkman character who also by the way represented Ruth Chris and then the Gelman team, which told me that it was pressure from the Jewish community, Stacy Newman and her Jewish community, as to as to why they left. And then Monday before I was fired by Sinclair, the Gelman team was groveling and wanting to, wanting to come back to me. And I was going to replace them anyway. I was going to say, take that Gelman team and your Jewish community fear. I'm going to have Rick and Tracy Ellis on the show with me instead that crazy so the three the three organizations that were supposed to be the big companies that left uh really weren't it it wasn't even the story it wasn't even true and so that helped grease the wheels for my removal too no one left from sinclair i didn't lose one advertiser with my tv audience not one, and in fact, everybody else was doubling down. And Michael Proctor was, you know, doubling his ads, and the guys from Tactical—that one—it's actually Tactical Shit—is what it. I was, you know, I can say that, but they, they, they were told them when they were going to leave. They didn't even advertise on. I didn't, didn't do. I didn't even do live shows with them, and they were ready to. They they threatened to leave, but they fired me. So anyway. So everybody was so jumpy and with Stacy Newman and her all of her flying monkeys out there, including the, the bots that were created by her slow stepson, Drew, who I guess isn't so slow after all since he created the bots. So I guess he has he has he has at least one brain where his uh where where, where his uh father, I guess, at the time. Occupied him with uh, a Game Boy most of his young life, probably. So he learned something out of being neglected. But still, you know, he came up with that. So, so it was the perfect storm. And and part of the reason why I'm I'm convinced, I don't think this is out of school, that Sinclair wound up making the move it did was because of this merger, because it was hanging in the balance. And same same thing with Entercom and MS that was also hanging in balance. And actually, thanks to my lawsuit, it remains hanging in the balance. That actually has not been approved. I hope you know. the The Entercom and MS transaction has not been approved. In fact, we stalled it. I'm giving you a lot of inside baseball here. I'm sorry, but it is kind of intriguing. I have to tell you, isn't it though? I'll ask the. I'll ask the. Uh, I'll ask the uh, the group out there uh it, it is kind of it, it is it is a little intriguing, isn't it, about all this it, 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 because because it's it's gossipy, but it's also affecting your life because first of all, this is part of the reason why I was taken off the air was because of the jumpiness over this whole thing that now has been terminated, this is a three point nine billion dollar deal you know and and then Entercom and s we filed a complaint with them because we believe they violated their whole agreement this 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 marketing agreement where the transfer of the license was supposed to be a situation where Entercom took over the station, and Emmis took over. But but Emmis was still my employer, so Entercom was not. Intercom Entercom wasn't didn't even have the authority to fire me. They didn't even have my contract. So so we maintained with the FCC that they. Had no authority to get rid of me, and so we 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 basically have made that claim with the FCC and filed a complaint about their comportment in the FCC, and that's still up in the air. I mean, so so and there's an off chance, I guess, in the end, there's an off chance that uh, this Entercom emmas thing might never happen. As a result of what's going on, so I, I hate to be kind of inside baseball on this whole thing, but that's what's going on, and, and, and we're causing trouble for them. Not just gratuitously, we're causing trouble for them because we believe they violated. They they lied to the FCC. That's our claim too. Do you know that Entercom and this is a little complicated too, Entercom and Emmis. Intercom, and and the and the reason why I'm I'm talking about this is not because it's me. I told you guys at the very outset that when it came time to talk about the case and uh, and about all this kind of stuff, uh, I wasn't going to make this all about my case. And oh, Margaret wants to know what Rabbi Talvi's role role Talvi's role in all this. Oh, she had a role in all this, Margaret. Margaret Sharp is sharp. She knows a little bit. A little bit about something, doesn't she? Oh yeah, Rabbi Talvi. Oh yeah, and Stacy Newman. Lord, that whole group out there. Yeah, that whole Leduey, Claytony group out there. The Gelman team says that they left because the Jewish community. They were this. These are the same. This is the same Jewish community, by the way, that called. Eric Greitens, a heretic because he was Jewish and a Republican. That's pretty crazy. And, and Mark, uh, Mark, Kaysen, Mark Delman told me that directly on the phone. That it was a Jewish thing that he had to get off. He had to say something because the Jewish community was on him like white on rice. Can you believe that? Isn't that Crazy. So I, anyway, I hate to be kind of inside, but this is not really inside. This is about media conglomerates who are corrupt. I'm not saying Sinclair is corrupt, I mean, and Sinclair had every right to fire me if they wanted to i had a I had a contract that basically said if i if I looked at them sideways, they could fire me they I had a pretty open clause you know if i if i if they didn't like the way I dressed, they could fire me. That was a pretty broad but but one of the reasons why they even was gonna, they were even going to terminate the show and and my show would have been gone anyway as of June was because of this merger because they were going to have to go to channel it was it was complicated but it was going to go anyway but anyway they were sensitive about that thing anyway in April because they were trying to get this deal through and the, and the, and they claim that uh, that I uh, and making against Entercom with the FCC is that Entercom lied to the FCC. They claimed that it, the this limited marketing agreement, which which said that MS controlled by contract, they told the FCC that there was somebody from MS at the station. When we transferred from Union Station to Entercom downtown. They claim that there was somebody from MS there all the time, and there wasn't. There wasn't anybody from MS there, presumably overseeing all the employees. But there was never a. There was never anybody there. So hopefully, this fact that this FCC communications chairman Ajit Pai is is pretty. Crazy, and ter- I'm not saying he's crazy. I'm saying that he's pretty eyes dotted and T's crossed. And boy, once once you learn that Entercom was lying and everything else about, about its contracts and about what it did, Entercom didn't have the authority to fire me. Wish we should have known that before they did or tried to. Then I then I refused to to go away. And the, and the reason why Entercom didn't bother to – and, again, I don't want to get too far into this. So I don't want to be too, too too, much inside baseball. But you guys are kind of intrigued by this, I would think, because you guys are here, and, and, and they, they, this has a pretty big news effect. But Entercom but didn't bother with any of these details because I've told you before that Entercom made so many mistakes in my firing, and I'm going to hound them until perpetuity over this thing, but, but they made so many mistakes. And the reason why they made so many mistakes and the reason why they didn't bother to check little things, the reason why they like sent me a severance thing that had a fake company on it that didn't even exist at the time. Entercom Missouri LLC wasn't even a registered Missouri company. But the reason why they did that is because they assumed that once they did this and offered me a small sum of money, like six months of pay, they figured that once they did that, I would just slink away in shame like all these other pussies do out there in the broadcasting world. When they get pinched by somebody or they get or they get accused of something, they just walk away and apologize and do all this kind of stuff. And I told them to pound sand. I wasn't going to lie to my people, and I wasn't going to lie and say we mutually agreed to to do this or do that. So I told them to kiss my ass. Is what I told Intercom, and they didn't expect that. They thought that I would just go away, uh, take my take my lumps, and and be perpetually embarrassed in the community. Over this whole thing, and I told them explicitly to kiss my ass, and that I wasn't going to be like all their other stupid employees who have nothing going for them and, and and are only in the business because otherwise they'd probably be in prison someplace. I had more going for me than they figured they did. And so I told David Field and all of his cabal over there, yeah, David Field, the, 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 uh, the boy who inherited a company from his father, I told them, "You know what, I, I, I work for what I have. Daddy didn't give me my company. Daddy didn't give me my job. Daddy didn't give me my living. Daddy didn't give me my paycheck. I earned every cent of what I have, and I'm not going to I'm not going to give up. So I told David Field his cabal and his – and, and, and the, I told him and, 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 and his company he got at his bar mitzvah to kiss my ass. That's what I told him. And now we're suing him. And now their little agreement is, is, is floating around up there in the FCC. They still haven't gotten formal approval for their deal. So right now it's in limbo thanks to me. And I had nothing to do with this Sinclair Broadcast Group and Tribune Media thing, but I'm just telling you that that the the reason why they canned me so quickly and were so reflexive about this is because it was a sensitivity over this uh this deal that now is in the trash can, which is a huge deal for, for, for everybody. And and for you in the media here, uh, this, this affects you because this means that Tribune media still is going to own channel two and Sinclair isn't taking over the, the operation here, which is, too bad for me, had this not actually been taking place, they probably never would have been fired anyway. Because they didn't care about the tweet. No, nobody cared about the tweet. Nobody, nobody gave a flying rip about David Hogg or the tweet. In fact, Stacy Newman and all of her flying monkeys, they were mad about the fact that I supported Jeannie Ames on the school board for Parkway. And who was called the Confederate Kennedy because she talked about being a because her, her family goes back to the Hatfield and McCoys or something, and the fact that I I I criticized the students for being used as pawns in this race baiting game, and they were they were they were they were mad about that. Stacey Newman did that's in a in a newspaper article where Stacey Newman said, you know, I really didn't care about the tweet. It's just that when he criticized the students, then I had to act. That's what this is about. They didn't care about David Hogg or, or anybody. It related to that whole thing. Nothing, you realize that everything that happened to me had nothing really to do with the tweet. Everything that happened to me had zero to do with the content of my tweet. And in fact, when Intercom did wrongly fire me, the only reason they fired me is because Sinclair did. Do you realize that? It was, it was, uh, I'll never forget this. It was Sunday night and I was, at a wake for Sam Caputa, who committed suicide after this merger happened because he lost his job. He was chief engineer, and he's just the sweetest guy in the world, sweetest man in the world as, as a chief engineer. And he – it was a hard thing for him, this transition uh, to out because he, he built everything there at Union Station. He built all those radio stations as an engineer. He built all that up there. And he that was his life. And, of course, I'm not blaming Intercom or Emmis for his death. I mean, uh, it was a variety of things, I'm sure. So I don't want to I, I I don't want to. Uh, yeah, Mama K. Newman probably had to look up David Hogg. She didn't care about this kid, this guy. Stacey Newman had no care about that at all. It was all about Parkway, all about her Rabbi Talvi group, and all about me criticizing these dumb students out there who they shoved placards in their arms calling Jeannie Ames a, a racist. And and actually, you know what? To this day, and I've told Jeannie this because she feels guilty about what happened. I I told Jeannie Ames, I said, you know uh, – I would have done I would do this again in a heartbeat. I wouldn't do anything differently than than what I did. Nothing differently. And and that's not me having hubris or no sense of this or no sense of that. It, it's me saying I would have done nothing differently. I would have supported Jeannie Ames. I would do it all over again in a second. And I told her that. I, I I told her directly. I told her that actually at the uh, Doug Jow's book signing, I I told her I said I would do nothing differently. I would have supported you regardless of Stacy Newman and her little flying monkeys out there in Ladue. I would have done nothing differently. And so I, I I told her that, and and I would have stood up for her anyway because I'm, I stand up for my friends and people I know who are called racists, who are who are who are mobbed by left wing crapheads, whether they be fifteen year olds or old hags like Stacy Newman. I'll defend people who are criticize like that and mob like that any day it got to the point where i didn't care whether genie ames was a real confederate which of course she wasn't i would have defended her anyway at that point just to stick in the eye of these uppity left-wing crazies out there in parkway that that whole district's going to be destroyed in no time yeah, Mama Kay, I did ask Jeannie to 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 be on my show. She's she, she I think she's had she had enough of the public after that. Not you guys, but enough of the whole public setting and that kind of thing. In fact, before she ran for school board, I wanted her on my show. I wanted her to be a regular on my show because she was because she and I were friends and she'd always have something to say about the uh about politics and everything else, and so I wanted to have her on the show. Uh but but she just was uh she had enough. She had Stacy Newman and all of her flying monkeys, you realize what they did to her, right? And her family? They 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 chased after her car and threw things at her car. All these fine uh specimens, all these all these uh individuals who go to temple every Saturday yeah they they chased after her car and threw things in her car and then, and then these other kids who were put up to this when, when when it when it finally actually when it finally actually drove me crazy is when they were standing outside of a school where Jeannie Ames' kids were walking into the school, and Stacy Newman's little flying monkeys were standing there with placards in their hands calling their when when their kids walked into school they had to walk past signs held by a bunch of little prostitutes little left wing prostitutes calling her her their mother a racist that that's that's what put me over the top is is when all these little prostitutes put up there by Stacy Newman and and all these little all of her flying monkeys all this little group up there when they when they put up when they held signs and stay and and, and 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 then Eric Ames, Jeannie's husband, finally went up to them and said, are you, what are you doing? My kids are going into school and you're standing there with signs. Your your kids. You're standing there with signs calling their mother a racist. That's intolerable. And Eric Ames, Eric Ames wound up uh getting in their face about it and said, how 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 would you feel if and this is Jeannie Ames just she's running for the school board? Jeannie Ames is running for the school the, her her crime was running for the Parkway School District and having some tweets they didn't like from the past. Wanting to, to get the Parkway School District back into actually being a district that taught students instead of indoctrinated them? This is the same school district that that hey uh Matt, can you can you bring can you do me a favor and, and bring this uh bring this camera close to me? bring it a little closer to me. Because i 'Cause I'm gonna talk to these people. Uh and because i 'cause I'm I'm gonna tell people what, what is up here. Now I'll yeah, you can just zoom it in, that's fine too. I don't care what you do, but just bring it into me. And uh yeah that'll that good? Yeah, I think so. Doesn't I'm look like a making it. sure I don't get too much of the logo cut off all- Oh yeah, no. And then we can widen it out so I can make sure that I get the um, Discovery Design Studios logo in there, too. Eventually, we'll come back to this. Open up a Budweiser. Get intimate with my people. So, this began, if you're just... uh, Oh, the coffee's right here, Marty. But I'm I'm having it, I'm having right now, I'm having a uh, 12-ounce ice cold Budweiser because I just want to be... Intimate with all of you and talk to all of you. No, that's not a Budweiser, but it's – this all began with – this morning, if you're just tuning in, this all began with the fact that Tribune Media terminated its merger agreement with Sinclair. And I was fired in large part because of this agreement by Sinclair and Sinclair had every right to fire me. I'm not saying they wrongly fired me in Sinclair, I had a contract with them that basically was so so open ended it was very broad it was it was very it was a broad deal, and my contract had a clause in it that said, if you just even remotely embarrass us, we can fire you and and that's and that's if I wore plaid on plaid. And it embarrassed them. They could fire me. My contract with Entercom wasn't so cut and dry. And I, and I will tell you, as a matter of fact, that my contract with Entercom didn't say that if Sinclair fired me, they could. That's one thing. My contract with Entercom and MS—I'm sorry to say—should say call it MS—didn't say that. But I'll get to that in a second because uh, the reason why Entercom and Emmis fired me is because Sinclair did. And I got news for these people, and this will be news for them when we get to trial, which is going to take forever, but still, we get to trial. We'll explicitly explain that the firing. At my, at Entercom and MS's hands, which Entercom had no authority to do, only took place because Sinclair fired me. And we'll prove it because I, 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 I went back to the, to the, uh, to the, to the wake, the parking lot discussion I had at a funeral home with my people at 97.1 and the Allman Morning Show and, my, and, and and Jeff Allen and it was Sunday night and everything that Entercom did in discussions revolving around this tweet after Stacey Newman and her little gang of flying monkeys got out there and their slow stepson drew, everything hinged for them on whether or not Sinclair was going to act. And they said, if Sinclair fires you, it's a game changer for them. All of it is on the record. When all of them are deposed, which they will be, and it doesn't matter, it's everybody will be, unless they want to lie under oath, unless they, they will lie under oath, It will be apparent that I was only fired from the radio station because Sinclair fired me. And unfortunately for them, that's not cause. I didn't have a contract with a clause in it that said, if Sinclair fires you, we will. So they fired me wrongly because Sinclair did, and that will be abundantly clear. And even the COO, we will be able to have Eric Naputi, and thank God for him. Naputi Wellness Wellness dot uh, is is a great operation. Naputi Eric Naputi, before he left, because he was threatening to leave the station because he was standing up for me, and before he left, it it was uh, he was told by. The COO of Entercom from an airport as she was traveling, she didn't even pronounce his name correctly, but they wanted to save the $7,000 a month he was spending on advertising. And they, she said, we had to do it because Sinclair did. That's coming from the number two officer at Entercom. And Eric Niputi will testify to that as well. So the only reason they did that, and and the, uh, I'm, I'm maintaining to you because this this thing is just blown up, this whole deal, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm on I wasn't when I was saying about that with Jeff is 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 they were they didn't want me to Jeff didn't want me to leave. All of this hinged on Sinclair, and so. Sinclair fired me. I was notified at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon on on Monday because they had to tell the Washington Post something and said I resigned, even though actually I I hadn't at the time, but that's water under the bridge. And so at that point, then, everything kicked into gear. They had a big teleconference that included the CEO, David Field, and it included Jeff Allen and Becky Damian, who was uh, the market manager at the time who replaced uh, John Beck, and uh, Paxton, who was the president of programming and somebody else. They had a teleconference right after that firing because the only reason they were acting was because Sinclair did. They, had, they didn't care about the tweet. Intercom didn't care about the tweet. They didn't care what I said about that. they didn't care at all they didn't even have a social media policy that's how little they cared and so they uh oh, they they kicked into action Monday night I'll never forget it because i was i was uh with the kids and andrea was doing her thing at the uh at the at at, at uh teaching the uh, little communicants and I have the kids every Monday night when she does that, we're getting pizza. And then they called me at about eight o'clock and said, yeah, we had a, we had a teleconference with the CEO cause now he CEO cause now he has to act because Sinclair did this. And it was all because Sinclair did. And they were, and they were begging him not to terminate me after Sinclair did because it would cost them so much money, they would be financially devastated by it. Becky and Jeff and all these people are saying, "Don't do this. You're going to destroy this radio station." Because I, I was the anchor of that radio station. I was the reason that station was profitable, and, and uh, Dave Glover did a good job over there too. But, but as the morning guy, which is the most important position. At ninety seven one, I was I was printing money for these people. And they knew that. They they knew that. And they and they were they they told the CO, CEO, David Field, who basically got his company from daddy at his bar mitzvah, that if you do this, it's gonna devastate our our, our money, it's gonna it's gonna destroy us. Advertisers will leave in droves, and and we will lose money. Not only that, the ratings will plummet. And everything they warned David Field about has come true. They haven't made a budget over there since I left. And they're having to lie about their ratings now and just say, yeah, men. Advertisers don't buy men. This just, just is a little inside there. Advertisers. Yeah, I, I, I was doing I, – I got to the point where there, there was a thing in my contract that gave me a bonus if we were in the top five with men. And I was there 17 years. After about like the fifth year, they stopped giving me the bonus, stopped putting that in my contract because we had men listening all, all the time. It was the, the adults that matter. 25-54. Women. And there's not one of them listening over there right now. And and so that so so they've had to lie about their numbers and everything else just to just to maintain them. and they're having and they're giving away advertising over there. They're giving it away. They're offering free advertising to these people just to keep them on the station and keep just a, a portion of their of their dollars. And, and and so that's what's going on over there. I I I'm, I'm just telling you that. And we're live here from the Discovery Design Studios by the way. Thank you to Rick and uh, Rick Pogue and and the rest of the gang over there for doing what they uh they do and how 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 great they have been. And they're kind of uh retooling. They they just did a new logo by the way. Discovery Design Inc. Truck Care and Manufacturing Inc. And they want to, man, we want to make sure you understand what they do. They do truck care and manufacturing. They build trucks from the bottom up there. And Discovery Design, thank you guys for supporting the show. And I'll talk more about my advertisers in just a few. But I, I don't want to get too too far off the beaten fat path on here. So anyway, that's why this morning when you are seeing the headlines about this Tribune Media Sinclair Broadcasting Group, uh, this this thing has blown up. Channel 2 is no longer going to be owned by Sinclair. This deal is over. It's done. But anyway, the only reason that they have they fired me is because Sinclair did. And that's not cause. And so they had that meeting, they told they they warned the CEO, David Field, but David Field didn't care. First of all, David Field has never really had to work a day in his life because daddy gave him the company, Intercom. And so David Field didn't care about anything. David Field cared about his fellow Chino pant-wearing left-wing East Coast guys. That's what he cared about, pleasing them. So then he went to the Hamptons or Whatever it is that he could he could tell them he he off the conservative commentator that's that's all he cared about and, and and by the way the 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 and he didn't care also because if the station lost money as a result of me leaving all they would do is fire a bunch of people anyway if 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 they wound up not meeting budgets and and didn't make money and blah 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 blah. Uh, they would just fire somebody, and intercom owns a bunch of stations all throughout the country, so they figured, well, you know if we 're not making any money i 'll just i 'll just uh i 'll just take a family breadwinner out over here and take a family breadwinner out over there, take a breadwinner out here i 'll make up for it i'll it 'll never it'll it 'll never affect david field 's life. So they didn't care. They don't care where that station goes away anyway. And if it's around a year from now, I'll be surprised based on how Intercom operates. But nonetheless, that, that's this is why. And on top of that, the whole thing began, and I, I go right back to the to the very beginning of this. The whole thing began because it was the perfect storm for the tweet, and because They were so sensitive about it because Stacey Newman and her flying monkeys were out there and her cabal. But they only cared about how it looked. They didn't care about the real effect of the tweet. And so what they did was they decided that because of this merger happening, they were so sensitive. They had to have some sacrificial lamb to to, to, to prove they had to have my head to prove that they were still worthy of this merger. They didn't want anything to happen to it. And then on top of that, I, uh, may, I have filed a complaint with the FCC regarding Entercom and MS and, and their marketing agreement, how they violated it every step of the way. But again, they didn't care because they knew I would, I would go away. They, they, they thought I would just walk away, take my severance and whatever else. I told them to kiss my ass. I wasn't going away. I wasn't going to lie to my people and say that I just simply gave in and that we had an agreement to leave and everything else. Nothing I did was wrong. I've said more horrible things on the air than what I tweeted out about David Hogg on a a regular basis. So it had nothing to do with that and everything to do with bowing and kowtowing to the left wing grievance mob. And they made a huge mistake. And to me, the Sinclair Tribune cancellation doesn't bode well for them in the offing for the Anacom MS merger, which, by the way, still hasn't happened. And the reason why it hasn't happened is because we filed a complaint about the legality of their operation and how they were comporting themselves. And we made a complaint about that. And so that's up in the air too, because they breached my contract clearly. And we'll prove that everything hinged on Sinclair's actions. And unfortunately for them, my contract didn't say everything hinges on Sinclair's actions. My intercom Emma's contract didn't say everything hinges on Sinclair. But that's what happened. So back to the parking lot of the funeral home there in Maplewood, where I was about to go in and pay my respects to Sammy Caputa. Sammy was a great guy, great engineer, great dad, great husband, just great family man, great fellow employee, who was one of the guys cast out as a result of the Entercom MS merger? And I and I'm not saying this that his death is Entercom's fault or MS's fault. I'm just telling you the tr- truth about what happened. Sammy built those stations over there at MS. It was the point. It was Casey. It was 97 one. It was uh, yeah, that other one. The the the. the uh, Place where they play Maroon Five all the time. So they they that those stations. He built all those studios over there himself with his staff, and uh, he he piece the one he built. And so so when all that went away, and Sammy Caputo was out of a job, it it sent him into a depression, and it was a it was a terrible moment for him. And a lot of things that I'm sure play into that. But then they committed suicide. They found him out at at, at the tower. And so his funeral was that Sunday. It, it, it was uh, the week, uh, it was a week basically after the whole, uh, that, that week of the whole Twitter storm thing where Stacey Newman and her cabal were after me only because I criticized all the kids they forced to prostitute themselves to attack Jeannie Ames. This was not about David Hogg. It was about my support of Jeannie Ames in the Parkway School District, which I would do again now, proudly, because Jeannie is a friend of mine, and Eric, her husband, is a friend of mine, and these kids were out there with signs as Jeannie's kids were walking into a Parkway school calling their mother a racist that was intolerable to me, and I put their asses out on Twitter. I don't care whether they're kids or not. You're a kid holding a sign. Calling somebody a racist, and you don't even know any better, and you're put up there by your, your left-wing kook parents, you're going to be held responsible for it. I'm going to go after you. I'm going to put you on my Twitter page, and I'm going to call you a fool. But that apparently isn't what Stacey Newman could tolerate. It's in the newspaper, people. It's a, a newspaper article where she described why she went after me. And she's quoted as saying, you know, the tweet itself with Hogg, I thought, well, I'm not going to go after that. But then when he attacked the kids at Parkway, then that was it. That's what this is all about. And and when, when we sue her and bankrupt her and her entire family, that all will become abundantly clear. Stacey Newman will, will ultimately, when the all is said and done, all she'll have is her stupid glasses and her haggery to keep her alive and kicking in terms of her politics and everything else because she won't have a pot to piss in by the time I'm done with her. Because she utilized her office as a state lawmaker, as a, as a legislator, the power of the state to interfere with my business contracts, with my advertisers, and to, and to silence my voice. She used the power of her state representation. State Rep Stacey Newman, that's, that's, what, that's her Twitter handle, and she utilized that. And so she's going down in flames, and so is her dumb, slow stepson, Drew. But that's coming. But in the meantime, in the short term, I have uh, this situation with Intercom that I'm going after them. And, and that will happen. So that was the whole reason why this thing blew up in the first place. Again, had nothing to do with David Hogg. Sinclair firing me over the tweet. I had said worse things on Twitter about God knows who. But Sinclair was involved with its Tribune Media deal, and they couldn't have the bad publicity. They they had they had a uh, they had a they they had headlines that were saying I was uh, I was threatening to rape a child. What else are you gonna do? That's that'll be the third uh, shoe to drop when I go after the media for accusing me of uh, of threatening to sexually assault a child. Which 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 they will not get away with. But anyway, but but what else are you gonna do in your Sinclair? And especially when you're Sinclair and you have a contract with me that says if I wear if I don't put a belt through one of my loops, they can fire me. That's how easy that's how open my clause was. So of course, what are you gonna do? You got this merger going on, you got headlines saying one of your anchors threatened to rape a child. On Twitter, which I didn't do, obviously, what are you going to do? So they, they bailed quickly on that one, And they had every right to, because my contract again was open. So they, they bailed then. But the problem is, again is, the only reason I was fired from '97-1 is because Sinclair fired me. That's the only reason they didn't care about this tweet. That's why they didn't let me say anything on the air about it. No, don't, don't. Uh, if you're just catching up, Sinclair terminated this Tribune agreement. Tribune terminated this agreement with Sinclair, which means th- life in St. Louis is is not going to change to the degree they thought it was. But I'm going back because this is why I was canned because of this merger. Anyway, because Sinclair couldn't afford to have the bad publicity. So anyway, it had nothing to do with, with the tweet, and, and, and we'll prove this. We're, we're proving this. We're we're deposing everybody, and, and we'll prove that it had nothing to do with the tweet, everything to do with what Sinclair did, because that whole week they're going, listen, this will blow over. It's not a big deal. Just a bunch of left-wing fools are all just doing this. Don't worry about it. This is why they didn't let me go on the air and and – and basically tell all these people to kiss my ass. That I wasn't threatening him. It was a it was a tweet. It was it was out of it was in, in a out of context and in a conversation about something else. And had and I didn't even I didn't even tweet David Hogg. I didn't even use his Twitter handle. It had nothing really to do with him at all. And so uh they would but they wouldn't let me explain that. Uh, they 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 wouldn't let me explain any of that, and the reason why they wouldn't let me explain it is because they didn't care and they said don't don't talk about this you're just going to give it more attention it's not a big deal. these people are going to go away anyway, so don't do any don't don't say anything don't talk about it and you know jeff and and even Becky and me and we were like telling Intercom is, we got to say something. We're going to sit there because it makes us look like we're guilty. In fact, I have a, a text that is saved in perpetuity from Becky, who is my general manager at the time, saying, we need to say something because this is bull This just makes us look guilty. I agree with her. But no, they wouldn't let me talk about it. But they said every day, they said the only thing that'll change is if Sinclair fires you. Then it's a game changer, they said to me. Then we have then Entercom has to act. And I was like, well, why why is that? Now of course had I had I should have at the time I should have at the time that should have been my cue to to get a lawyer to lawyer up. That should have been my cue to lawyer up when they were saying that i should have I wish I had the i wish I could go back in time and have had the intelligence to have said that 's a red flag if my company where where I have my main job because basically the the sinclair deal the t v that was beer money, people. I, I hardly made any money at that. I made most of my living at ninety-seven-one. So I should have. I should have. I was doing the, the TV show for fun. So barely making any money at that place. So, so I should have known at that time. I should have had the foresight at that time to have uh, said, "Oh." So everything hinges on Sinclair getting rid of me because they told me that that from the time the tweet became all public and Stacey Newman and a little cabal and her flying monkeys were all out in force. Uh, that that was a Wednesday it was the Wednesday, the 6th of April, something like that. And and they said, don't worry about it. This isn't a big deal. And oh, uh, you like my show It's gaslight. This is where we're, 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 we're going to see the birth of, of uh, Radio Free Alman 2.0. But at that point, when they were making insinuations that it depended on Sinclair, I, sh- I wish I would have known that that was a red flag. I wish I would have known then. I wish I would have had the foresight to say, yeah, but that's not in my contract. I didn't, I didn't sign a contract that said my future is dependent on what Sinclair does with me. It, it's not in my contract. I should have known. I, that should have been a red flag for me. But I trusted these people, which is another stupid thing. Every every I was in the media business. I was in the news business. Uh, I've been in the news business in St. Louis for 29 years. 29 years since 1989. Is that 29 years, 30 years? Yeah, almost, almost 30 years. And I never had an agent. All these other people out there, these, these talentless fools out there who have agents for whatever reason. I never had an agent. I always negotiated my own contracts in good faith with my people. Always. Never had an agent because I, I, I figured no one can speak better for me than me. And so most of my dealings with people were all face-to-face, man-to-man, and that's how it was going to go. So I trusted these people over at one who told me, don't worry about it. Entercom public relations will handle everything. So don't say anything on the air about it at all. But I should have known that I was being set up. I should have known that, and I should have had a lawyer. And that lawyer had that lawyer gone through the limited marketing agreement that they had. They filed with the FCC at the time. Would have noticed that. I don't even know why you're talking to Entercom because you're not. They're not your boss. Emmis is. They have your contract. Had I had a lawyer at the time, I would have known that, but I didn't. So I just sat there. I just, I just uh, sat there waiting for the verdict from them. And so uh, it went down to Sunday night. I'm in the parking lot of the funeral home in Maplewood where I was about to go in and pay my respects to Sammy Caputa. We had a, we had a conference call. And it was uh, me, Jeff Allen, Denise Schaefer, Katie Bailey, and Trisha Pippi. And we were all on the conference call. And I was sitting in a parking lot Sunday night of the the funeral home before I was going in to see Sammy and his family. And we were strategizing about what we were going to do. And it was painful because I wanted to say something. This was the Monday before Sinclair fired me, by the way. uh that they They officially got rid of me, basically, then it hit the news. Uh, that Sunday, I was informed that they wanted me to leave. So that's where we were strategizing about what I was going to do. And of course, at that point then, that was a game changer because what, they always told me that everything's fine until Sinclair does something. Then it hit the newspapers Monday, and we were, and, and we were trying to say we wish, and I was instructed, we all were instructed not to say anything on the air. And I wanted to, but we were instructed not to that every they they would have it all under control. And so the basically just uh Monday went on the air Monday morning didn't say anything about this. When it was all over everywhere but we I wasn't allowed to say a word about it. Had to do the show sitting there and knowing that I should say something, but I was I uh, was forbidden from saying something. And then Monday evening, I'm in my TV office. It's five o'clock, and I get a phone call from Sinclair or some, from my my. Channel 30 guy saying, We have to tell them so- the Washington Post is- wants to print something. I have to tell them something. And you're going to, you know, all this. So, anyway, and then it hits the newspapers Monday by about five o'clock. There was the headline in the Washington Post that said, I threatened to sexually assault David Hogg. The headline in the Washington Post. I quickly screen captured it because it was wrong and it was libelous and about 15 minutes later they changed the headline but it was too late for them by then but that didn't stop all the other ones from saying the same thing so monday night then entercom that's when they had their big powwow about my fate they didn't they didn't have a powwow Friday or Thursday before or Saturday or Sunday, they had it Monday when it hit the news that Sinclair had gotten rid of me. That that's, that's the only time at that point that they made a statement about it, that they decided they were going to talk about it. And again, that's another that's further proof that they didn't care about the tweet. They only cared about what Sinclair did. And again, for those of you just tuning in, the only reason this is news is because Tribune Media terminated its merger agreement with uh, Sinclair Broadcast Group, which means Channel 2 is not going to be purchased after all by Sinclair, and everything changes. But this, unfortunately, this merger agreement that was terminated is one of the main reasons why I was fired, because Sinclair didn't want... This the bad publicity because this this agreement was so sensitive and now it's terminated. So the thing that led to my firing now isn't even happening. <laughs> Crazy, huh? And so uh, they, then Tuesday, uh, so Monday evening at that point, then I was suspended. And then Tuesday, I guess they were having meetings or doing whatever and and then Tuesday evening I was informed uh, right before that confirmation of my uh nephew I was informed that I was being let go but it was only because of of Sinclair it wasn't because of anything else it wasn't because of of their uh, of their concern about the tweet or David Hogg didn't care at all about him. They just cared about what Sinclair was doing. And then the TV station didn't care about David Hogg either. They just cared about the merger. And then Stacey Newman didn't care about David Hogg at all either. They just cared about the fact that I criticized these prostituted Parkway kids who were calling Jeannie Ames a racist in front of their kids who were going into school that morning of the election. So in the end, nothing that happened to me had anything to do with David Hogg or me offending him or threatening him or whatever they claimed I did. None of it. It was but but it was the perfect storm. I'll have to I'll have to grant you that. It was it was the worst luck in the world. That that's that's for sure. I couldn't have been more unlucky, I got to tell you. Let me take a drink of my beer right quickly, please. I mean, I, it, it, things couldn't have come at a worse time. And, and in the end, it had nothing to do. Even even Stacy Newman and her little group over there and her slow stepson, Drew, they didn't care about David Hogg. And David Hogg actually knew that because smarter people informed him of that. But, you know, and that's why when he was asked by the Florida newspaper whether about the tweet, he was like, I don't don't care. But yeah, none of this, none of what happened had anything to do with David Hogg, which is crazy. Everybody who acted, acted out of motivations that had nothing to do with David Hogg. Sinclair, yes, they had every right to fire me because my clause was open-ended. And like I said, they could fire me if they didn't like the color of my tie. But Entercom didn't have, and Emmis didn't have such luck in their contract. It was a little more strict than that. And it certainly didn't say, my contract with Emmis certainly didn't say they could fire me if Sinclair did they didn't it didn't say that and we'll prove that when we go to trial and so so none of this had anything to do with that everybody acted like that and now you have a radio station that is basically just destroyed making no money having to give away advertising no ratings nothing They're they're a skeleton of what they used to be, and and you have a merger that isn't happening, a $3.9 billion deal that isn't happening. I'll, I'll be surprised if Sinclair actually survives this one financially now. So you have all this stuff going on, and man, had nothing to do with David Hogg. So you have all these people, all these individuals who whose lives were there were people over at channel 2 who were uh l- forced to leave and all kinds of things because of this merger. All kinds of things were happening because of this thing. In fact, uh, even though it would have happened already this June uh thing where they were going to Get rid of the Allman report anyway, that would have happened. I would have found out now that didn't have to. But anyway, that's that's the that's the deal. And and uh, by the way, this rant is is happening to um is happening because of the big news today. This is like headline news now that Tribune Media terminated its merger agreement with rival TV station owner uh, Sinclair Broadcast Group. And and that's also because the FCC chairman had concerns about Sinclair's submissions and sent it to an administrative law judge, and that's why Tribune bailed. And I got news for Entercom and Emmis now: the fact that that the FCC chairman has concerns about Sinclair's submissions. You realize, and and this is where you need to. Uh, this is where you need to pay attention. You realize that the, uh, that's the very thing we did with the with intercom is we filed a, a, a complaint. We filed actually a a legal submission challenging and the the the, the 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 challenging the truth of intercom submissions to at the FCC because the F- because Entercom fabricated first of all the dates of the transfer of licensing and and contracts and fabricated the the fact that they had somebody from MS at the station the whole time and and they didn't and so at this point if this fcc chairman is this prickly about these kinds of things then entercom is in trouble and there's a possibility after all this that the deal between ms and entercom won't happen because uh, that still hasn't happened Officially, and the reason why it still hasn't happened officially is because we filed a, a basically what would be an injunction there, uh, and there was the, 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 there was an injunction there that 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 has stalled this process because right now we are claiming that this merger should not happen because they falsified. Their documentation in 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 making it happen, they violated their own agreement. Now there's a chance that what would happen is the FCC would just simply fine them and then would uh, let this thing go on still, but they would pay a fine. But nonetheless, they clearly violated this marketing agreement, and that's and and if and I'm telling you, if this FCC chairman is like this with Sinclair. And and Tribune, Entercom and Emmis better watch out because if 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 this is on his radar, this is uh, going to be trouble. This is going to be trouble. So anyway, there you have it. There you are. That's how that's how the cookie crumbles. I'm just telling you. So that's uh, that's where we're at right now. Big news here, and I'll get on to the other news as uh when we come back, I just want to let you guys get you guys up to speed on what 's been going on, tell you guys more of the truth about what's been happening and and give you kind of a, a a a primer on the reality of what's been actually going on but this this kind of like uh poked a little bear for me uh in terms of uh in terms of what happened so the f c c basically is not in a mood to mess around with fabricators and liars, and I'm not saying Sinclair did this. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about Sinclair. All I'm telling you is that uh, they're they're on the t- on the trail of Entercom now, thanks in large part to us. Thanks in large part because Entercom wrongly fired me, and I'm going to ram a hot poker up their ass. By the time all is said and done, I'm just telling you. And, and this doesn't bode well for them there. I'm just telling you. So now you, now you have it. There you are. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Discovery Design Studios, this is Radio Free Allman. RadioFreeAllman.com for all of your gear and DiscoveryDesignInc.com for all of your truck needs, truck care needs, your fleet needs, your wrapping needs you want a light kit, you want a conveyor, Discovery Design has it for you. We'll talk more about the people supporting this show because I appreciate them so much, including Santino Cigars and Cocktails. We have Mattress King, one Mattress King on Facebook. I'll tell you more about those guys in just a little bit. And, of course, we appreciate Naputi Wellness, naputiwellness.com. Eric Naputi, my doctor, he's awesome. And we have a bunch of other people joining the show, as you all know, as we continue into Autumn and Radio Free Almond 2.0. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. Uh, Yes. Studios Steve Church you don't have any audio in your headphones do you no good morning this morning good morning this morning good morning this morning everybody that's right that's the Mary Chapin Carpenter of course it is
2: bringing you all of it. You put
1: set up there, Jesus.
2: The Court I order to get you guys
1: all set up over here. Right. Lord have mercy, file subpoena.
2: There aren't any lights on that thing. There
1: aren't any lights going on on that thing.
2: Kick it! Isn't
1: that what we need to do?
2: Isn't that what
1: an engineer does? Good morning! I can hear it! Good morning! This morning! Passionate kisses from you! Some of
2: the happy I new I good morning, Stevie. Good morning, Stevie. Good morning, Jimmy. Seeing Mary Chapin Carpenter in concert. seen her in concert, by the way. She's pretty good. I forgot about that
1: song. You did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That's what I, that's the, that's that's kind of what I do here. Is I all the forgotten tunes here at uh, Radio Free Allman for you? Thank you. Bringing you all the hits, the all the forgotten hits. Thank you, Jamie. I'm going to have my own satellite uh, channel on, uh, on XM uh, Satellite called Forgotten Hits. Here's a forgotten hit for you. I'll be like Casey Kasem. Here's a gem. From Here's vault. a gem for you. There's a guy on uh, some country, one of my country uh, satellite stations. I forgot his name, like Stormy
2: something or Sandy something. Yeah, he's originally from uh, Cape Girardeau, actually, on the Willie Roadhouse channel. No, it's another guy. Oh. I'm Stormy Daniels. No, it's not
1: Stormy <laughs> Daniels. It's I'm a, uh, I am i can not remember the guy's name, but he's. Oh, Spider. No, it's not Spider. No? Spider's good. Yeah, Spider's awesome. Spider's yeah. the one over there on LA. Right. Spider's like the. the he does you know like what? six,
2: seven different voices. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Spider's uh, one of the best DJs I've ever heard in my life.
2: Howard had him, Howard Stern had him do all six, quote, different DJs, and they were completely different oh, voices, really? different personalities, completely different. It was Sp- Yeah,
1: Spider's good. I, I called him out by name a while back because uh, I, I listened to, because the kids like to listen to the LA and New York stations, the hip hop stations, you know? And so uh, this Spider dude is is really good at what he does, but uh, but... This other guy is like, God, dude, you're doing a country thing. It's like, dude, it's like '90s country, you know? Oh, the highway. Uh, at one point, uh, Travis Tritt was—he well, just babbles all The guy talks incessantly. I'm going, dude, shut up and play some music here.
2: I watched uh, Blues Brothers 2000. With Kevin O'Leary over the weekend, and I was like, why is Travis Tritt in this movie? What, where, where and why did this happen? It's kind of awkward. Well,
1: speaking of uh, shows, by the way, I went to the uh, Muni last night, saw Meet Me in St. Louis.
2: It was nice the Muni stayed open.
1: Yeah. The Muni, this show, it's, it was the final show of the season. It's August and it uh it was not it was not a very good this was this was a this was not a very good show but you go on all the other you go on all the uh the uh theater review places nationally and of course uh there's some people who have some Uh, ins and outs. This is the this is a monumental uh, local performance of "Meet Me in St. Louis," and they're all like blowing each other, you know, on the on the all these directors and stuff. They all all around the country. They all lie about their productions over there. This is a tour de force. It's like this was like I'm like. This, I could barely stay From awake. From the
2: producers of Kirkwood High School, <laughs> bring you bring right me in St. Louis.
1: The one thing I have to tell you this is, and before we get to this Sinclair thing, because Steve and I both work for them, and of course, I am not disparaging Sinclair by any stretch of the imagination. I, I will. Well, no, I will. Don't, but don't. <laughs> I can't. Okay. But, 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 but they, ha- but this thing is a big deal. We'll talk about it from the local media angle. But I will tell you though, I'll be fair and impartial. Th- that that I had, um, I don't get the Muni security th- detail. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's first of all, it's fake. Whatever they're doing with their wanding and stuff is not.
2: Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's just not. You know, my glasses, sunglasses work just as well.
1: I mean, I had I had half a mind actually, I, if I had remembered, I was going to bring my firearm with me and dare them to find it, and because they wouldn't find it with on me. But but still, you got to you're in these lines, and you're having to empty your pockets, put your phone, you know, into a tub. Right? right. They check your bags, and then they wand you. Okay, and I'm thinking to myself, first of all. How did this whole thing happen? I, like, it, When was there ever kind of any kind of legitimate threat that the Muni could have possibly conjured that somebody might want to do? Like, I mean, you're not going to go, la, 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 meet me in St. Louis, uh, you know, uh, Al-Akbar and blow up everybody. Because if you're going to kill somebody, you know where you're going to kill them at the Muni? When they're all queued up waiting to be checked at the security place, right? Because that's where if a bomb went off, you'd kill the most people. Yeah. If it's just just wait till everybody's lined up waiting to be wanded, then take them out. I just don't get the Muni security detail. When did this happen? I, this, this year this it started. Year. Yeah, okay. I mean this year suddenly it's like these people and they're holding these little wands. I think they got like bought it like the the. Uh, the 10 cent store It's Spicer's <laughs> Spicer's security wands you could be your own security guard just come on over to Spicer's and buy a four pack of security wands
2: there's a lot at the muni I don't understand how, how it's one of the most the premier venues in the entire country it, it's one of a kind yes Stephen it's only open seven weeks out of 52 why are you gonna tell me because all oh, the the Muni kids they have to go back to school and the parents No, it, it wasn't like that. Yeah. There's that's adults true. there's adults that can work there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. A, well, I don't
1: know why that is, Stephen, but we'll get you they can have, I went to see the Allman brothers
2: at the Muni once. I saw Paul Abdul and Millie Vanilli. Yeah. I saw Chicago. <laughs> they
1: could have they could have more concerts Survivor. there, more venues yeah. there,
2: you know? I remember seeing one
1: thing you like about this since you're a sports guy is that I saw, uh, I one time saw Lil Abner at really? the Muni and Joe Namath was Lil Abner. No way. I am not kidding you.
2: Was this pre his big debut on uh, Brady Bunch or after the big Brady Bunch? It was around like 1978 wow. or 9 or something like that. It was around then. You know, there is something. You- you don't think about it till you just bring it up a long tradition of sports athletes going to LA getting picked up by an LA team because they got that bug wanting to be an actor or a singer yeah. or an entertainer yeah lebron joe namath right uh tom cruise's buddy with the galaxy the soccer player Pasha's husband oh yeah i don't know who i yeah. know i kind of know who yeah. you're talking about i mean that uh oj even yeah. that was yeah
1: all right, so uh, earlier and before you came in, and I was thinking about you because of this, and this this is a pretty big deal for St. Louis media, if you guys care about this at all. And I, went, I spent a whole hour backtracking this whole why this story is important to me and and what happened, because because the, the, the headline in the Wall Street, it's a front page of the Wall Street Journal. This is a pretty damn big deal. Uh, Tribune terminated this three point nine billion dollar Sinclair merger and then sued them <laughs> sued Sinclair uh because Sinclair apparently had some submissions to the f c c that were not right now keep in mind this is this is this is foreboding only because uh we had similar compl- – I had similar complaints, and my attorneys did too, with Intercom and its submissions to the FCC. And, and, and there's, a, there's a possibility that because of our concerns – because we filed an entire suit, so to speak, a complaint with the FCC about Intercom falsifying documentation – uh, that that were, was part of their merger with Emmis, which is of course is the whole reason why I'm actually standing here as opposed to at 971 because of this whole thing. And and Entercom bought up Emes, uh but but the deal hasn't gone through. So so and and in large part it hasn't gone through because we have stalled it, the final approval with our complaint against with Entercom. Because they falsified some documentation and claimed some things in their documentation to to the FCC that were not true, namely that, for instance, Entercom told the FCC that they had somebody from Amos there the whole time after we switched our venues. We went from Union Station to uh, to a. To to this broadcast place where KMOX is downtown. It's a big white building down there. It's the right train railroad building or whatever the hell it is. So, Entercom maintained in its documentation that they had somebody from Emmis there the whole time.
2: A Be- particular individual. Well, they didn't... Your they, old boss. Right,
1: but they yeah. didn't name the person. They just said they had the general manager there the whole time. Now, of course, that is completely false and the reason why they said they had somebody the whole time is because technically Entercom controlled the operation but emma still controlled the talents contract meaning emma still still was my employer with my contract and so Entercom said oh well don't worry about that fcc we had somebody from emma's there the whole time which is patently completely false so if the deal does not get approved because Entercom lied then of course you've got emma suing
2: Entercom, much like tribune is suing sinclair right imaging didn't change in 97.1 production content nothing changed from union station to the cbs building nothing and and, but but technically
1: Entercom was supposed to take over my contract uh but they didn't at the time, because it was because the 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 full transfer hadn't been approved, so they didn't have any right to take over my contract. Right? They had a limited marketing agreement, which which was precisely spelling out what was going on, and it was Emmis. and And I wish I had known all this before I was fired, because because when Entercom Ener- said they were going to fire me, I could have told them to suck it. But but I didn't know that actually it was Emmis that. That that
2: was handled by contract. I didn't know that but until afterwards. Yeah, I tried to say suck it when <laughs> Sinclair tried to get rid of me. And it <laughs> didn't work out so well. I know. No. Well, and, and but but with the impact of this, though, is – and keep in mind
1: that, that the reason why – and this would have been even crazier because I would have been already
2: off the air at Channel 30. See, this is uh, – locally – there's going to be a big fallout because ABC has a mandate to all of it, if it's affiliates, especially to Channel 30, that ABC, Bob Iger, on down, cannot stand. They're embarrassed by KDNL. They've been embarrassed by KDNL for decades. It's even noted in the FCC that uh, KDNL was pointed out in the FCC uh, readings a few months ago. One of the historically worst affiliates in broadcast history for ABC is KDNL, <laughs> was actually noted in the FCC. Oh come on, Mister Patches was awesome. Well, or was that KPLR? But that was pre. No, it was, that was KDNL. But that okay. was Barry Baker. That was pre Sinclair. That we're talking about. But right, Barry Sinclair. Baker was actually pretty cool, right? Awesome, awesome dude. He's yeah. a poker uh, player, buddy of Michael Jordan's. Is he really? Yeah, he's in Utah. He's with Boston Venture Capital. A Barry Baker reference, everybody here at Radio Free Almond. Barry Baker was a um, long-time employee and worked for Ted Coppler. He went to Ted Coppler and said, hey, we should buy Channel 30. Ted's like, no, it would never work. So Barry said, all right, I'm going to buy it. Ted's like, no, you can't do that either. (laughs) (laughs) Barry's like, watch me. Wow. And Barry went and bought it and... The rest was history, and then, unfortunately, he merged with Sinclair, and that's when Channel 30 went to crap.
1: Well, keep in mind, too, that the only reason that I actually uh, is a um, – Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, hold on a second here. Darn it. Um,
2: uh, we have see. a break?
1: Well, no. <laughs> hold on. Shoot. I, I just um, – Hold on. I,
2: I, I need to text Jim Carrafano. Uh, uh. So while he's talking to him, these, uh, so Channel 30 has to put together a nightly newscast at either 5 and 6 and 10 o'clock. They have not done so since the Allman Report was canceled. The Allman Report, by the way, was going to be canceled because of this merger exactly. long before... Everyone was notified from Baltimore, DC to St. Louis, the Alma report as it airs on Channel Thirty was going to end. Everyone knew this before Christmas of twenty seventeen. So David Hogg, none of that. It was an opportunistic move on Sinclair's part. Well,
1: Sinclair, here's a couple of things. First of all, Sinclair when when this whole when when, when it was in the when it, when it was reported that I threatened to rape David Hogg, basically, uh, in, in, in all of the newspapers, Sinclair basically had no choice because basically they had this merger in the offing and they were getting a ton of pressure from everybody and they just come off this whole fake news thing, right. you know, and, and they'd already been pressured. So a lot of this had uh, some severe ramifications for them And and so and because my contract was so open ended, it was kind of like, you know, uh, they could they could fire me for having, you know, bloodshot eyes if they wanted to. Uh, and, And so this was easy for them because, first of all, I was going away in June anyway. Right. And they could actually make a big play of getting rid of me. Saying, see, we we can't, we won't tolerate this, and
2: we will not tolerate this bad we tweets do and not bullying.
1: And so they said, you know, so that's what they did. But but so they had every right to do it. But it was kind of, you know, well timed for them because they yeah. could kind of like make themselves look like they
2: were, you know, doing something exactly. to big bad Jamie Oliver. Opportunistic timing,
1: right? Yeah. And so and and so that was so this whole merger. It was and, and then sinclair 's actions as a result of the merger then set in motion the actions of Entercom firing me because, as I pointed out earlier, the only reason Entercom fired me is because Sinclair got rid of me that 's the only reason because they didn 't care at all about this tweet they They told me so uh, that at least ninety seven one did and had no concern at all. They thought this was just going to all going to blow over, but they always said, but if
2: Sinclair gets rid of you, it's a game changer. Yeah, That's what actually I should have got a lawyer, but I didn't get one. And but. that's where my concern was, because historically, not, not speaking for you, but for me, my dealings with Sinclair, they love to make mountains out of molehills. They love to make problems bigger than what they are, especially locally, because they have nothing else to do in St. Louis they won't act like a TV station so they make problems bigger than what they are right they don't manage a problem properly and they let it get out of control and i dare say sometimes they do it on purpose that they let it get it out of control for opportunistic reasons and the Almond report the the this was this was
1: making them we were making them a ton of money i mean yes. we were they were they were they were
2: for a Tenth of the budget oh yeah,
1: we had like we had like four people working on the show,
2: yeah, yeah. And,
1: and, and and it was it was like unbelievable how we uh, how, how much money we were making for them, but nonetheless it, but that's what that 's what it all kicked in I mean, I, and I have a feeling that one of the reasons why Sinclair was so prickly about everything and had to act right away on the, on me is because they knew. That there were submissions that were not right, and they didn't want the beacon on them, no they didn 't want the FCC sniffing around, so they wanted to get rid of me pronto and and take the heat off of them, and you got and so the reason why I 'm even talking about this and why we 're even talking about this, is because is because folks uh, this whole merger thing <laughs> it, it, everything begins in terms of almond radio history and everything else. Everything begins with this merger. Right. Now, the people over
2: Channel 2 must be breathing a sigh of relief, right? Absolutely. Although there are some that they either, as you said earlier, they got let go, they didn't get their contract renewed, or they just completely been sitting and waiting without a contract. Yeah. Yeah. All because of... Oh, well, I got to wait for Scott Livingston to get here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve Church, hang in there for a second. Of By course. the way, a couple of things we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with, uh, I've got, we finally have uh, John James uh, and, and, and Mr. Bojangles. Uh, John James is officially Bojangling now for President Trump. We're going to follow up on that a little bit. We're going to follow up on the, uh, on the latest news regarding illegal immigration. I've been talking about this incessantly, and now, finally, it is a matter of fact that half of the illegal immigrants in this country were invited here in the first place. Did you hear the news? They're here because they overstayed their visas. So we're going to talk more about that as well. Jimmy Carafano is uh, on the way, so I'm going to go ahead and call him while we take a break here from the beautiful studios of Gaslight. RadioFreeAllman.com. Thank you to Discovery Design, Truck Care, and everything else DiscoveryDesign.com. Four men in a rock and roll band. Fly at night in the morning we land. Fly at to
2: till
0: we is fine. See the morning from the other side. And when you close your eyes, sleep comes fine the
2: universe where
1: well, you need some rest yeah you need some rest yes people com like call Jim Carafano here I I um Oh, he just told me to call him. 52-50-98-98. Hold on. Uh, sorry, people, just hang on. Let me see if he, did he give me the right number here. Let me just let me try this
2: one.
1: How about some chili whack? You like that? Yes. <clears throat> Jim, hang on. Sorry, people. I just got into the business. Still learning. Hello Jim. Uh good. Hang on a second here. Are, are you uh, you there? I can I can barely hear you. I, I don't know why that is. I don't know either. Yeah, I'm, I've got I've got is 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 are you uh You want to me back? Oh no, hold on, hold on. There. How, how's that sound? Oh man, you sound like Frank Sinatra. Dude, I you wouldn't I'm, I'm first of all a couple things <laughs> yeah good balling you bunch of drunks hey I, I you wouldn't believe the reason why I, I'm actually using my phone here you wouldn't believe the craziness that is this multi thousand dollar MacBook pro I have first off I broke <coughs> I broke off a headphone jack or a, into the hole in the computer so it broke off of there and i finally figured out a way to do it to get it out of there and i I had to go to the internet to do it i got to go to a craft store like michael's craft store and buy one of these (laughs) tweezery things and get it out of there then then i i lost the power plug the power cord thing that has the big block on it you know somewhere i left the little plug part in the socket someplace so i don't even have that so now i'm working on uh like you know 20 percent power and then uh and so so forgive me if i'm having to do this kind of like ghetto style and put the phone up to the microphone but i'm doing that you
0: sound like scotty on star trek <laughs> 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 it's
1: like i don't know more power i like it's- yeah i know yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm at i'm at 13 power of my computer once it once it dies i gotta go out and get a new power pack anyway that's oh, my man. that's my lot but you know it's like
0: jamie Almond and macgyver <laughs> two words i never put together
1: but you know as we know these are all uh white people problems and so i don't i'm not worried about it but uh Very but fair, right? so uh let me let me ask you this this is uh uh Pretty interesting. I Did you see – it was very touching to see these two men who were the sons of the individual where they found his dog tag. They recovered his dog tag as part of this North Korean deal, and he was a North Korean soldier, actually served in World War II as well. And it really was moving to – I don't know whether you saw the news conference or not, but it really was uh, something – something special because these guys really never even actually knew their father. Uh, I think, I think he was three years. One of them was three years old when their father was killed. Uh, And uh, they, they also pointed out that they didn't even, they, they don't even know for sure that their father is dead. They just had his dog tag. And it was just, just a touching moment. It really gave you an insight into the families that serve along with the service members, you know, I I cried,
0: you know, that that could have been my dad. My, you know, my dad had 18 months in Korea. Thank God he came home, and and actually, I would I would have been born if he hadn't come home. But that's another point. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, like I think we talked about this last time. You know, I, I, it just makes me angry. I mean, the North Koreans have been sitting on these remains. They've been using them as a bargaining chip, and we have still thousands. I guess not thousands, hundreds, at least, you know, a, a lot of families
1: that
0: yeah. are still looking for closure. And, and I just think that's unconscionable. Yeah. And it shows how important it is, right? That moment showed how it, it's not just about bringing a box home, that, that this directly affects the lives of, of people. Um, and and I, just, I just wish the North, you know, we think they still have more, you know, boxes that they're either using like trading cards. It, it's just despicable.
1: Yeah, it it definitely is. And and I'm so glad you brought that up because I I did, in fact, wind up after talking to you, quoting you down the line when, uh, when, when when we talked about this again, because it's, it's so true that you imagine there are people who obviously have since passed away. Even when, when Vice President Pence was talking, uh, you know, his dad had been dead 30 years. And, And so when you imagine these individuals who, uh, you know, passed away, never knowing the fate, the true fate of their loved one. And for North Korea to have been manipulative like this is, yeah, it's a, it really is a vile.
0: And it is a signal that, look, the North Koreans are not just going to roll over and do everything we want. I mean, that's increasingly clear. Uh, they They think they think that this is about you know bargaining to get the most that they can for the minimum they, they can get away with and they still haven't grasped the fact that with this president it's like all or nothing dude either you give it all get all away you become a normal country or there's no deal
1: and they they haven't grasped that yeah no doubt for a fact all right, Jimmy, the one, the other thing, what's top news now is there's uh, warnings about this, about Russian naval activity in the North Atlantic and the Mediterranean. And there are submarine operations that they're seeing, which they say are at levels they haven't seen since the Cold War. What is this all about?
0: Well, what this is about is what idiots the left is. Because, you know, they run around and talk about collusion and Trump is soft on Russia and blah, blah, blah. And the reality is, is we put a lot of pressure on the Russians. The Russians are really not happy. And one of the ways they show they're really not happy is they ramp up this military activity. And the lesson to be taken away from this is, you know, we're not on a path to World War III and and. You know, the activity might be more increased, but it doesn't necessarily represent a more increased threat. But what it does demonstrate is the Russians are feeling the pressure from this administration. They're, and they' and they're responding to it in the in the way that they do. And people ought to just wake up, realize that there is no deal between Putin and Trump. Um, we're not trying to hand Western Europe or anything else over to the Russians and that, that this president is actually defending them and looking out for their interests. And, and how they know that is the bad guys in the world, he has their attention.
1: Uh, no doubt about it. And, and, and what's, what's curious, though, is that, you know, for instance, these guys, the, 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 these Russian warships are you know, uh, approaching the, – they're, they're in the English Channel. And, and being and right. being escorted by the Royal Navy because and, 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 and this is this is and they're not being escorted because the Royal Navy loves them. They're being escorted because they're, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying is that, you know this is this has been become commonplace that these Russian warships start to uh, appro- approach uh, the West.
0: Right. It's this. Uh, I mean, you know, I've, I've often said, look, we're not in a new Cold War because we're not in a new Cold War, but this particular type of military activity and the response to it is incredibly reminiscent of um of what we did during during the cold war and you know what thank you mr putin really i'm a big putin fan (laughs) you have once again demonstrated the value of why we have nato why we need to pay for our national defense why we need to be if if you don't want war you know you know if you don't you want to keep the peace, prepare for war, and that you know Yahoo whatever in new york that 's right you know it says we need to spend all of our money on you know government health care and everything else, and why are we spending any money on defense This is just a reminder of why we 're spending money on defense so so the so the bad people in the world don 't tell us how to live our lives
1: yeah and and jimmy uh, to to your point about this too uh, because. You of all people, you, you've never really uh, liked Vlad. You've never really trusted him. And you Vlad. of all what's that? You have well, all the
0: first name is a vampire.
1: <laughs> you know, Vlad
0: yeah. the Impaler, <laughs> yeah, Vladimir but, Putin.
1: But you of like, all people
0: are not to get?
1: Yeah, but you of all people, if there was any indication to you that somehow President Trump was being too cozy or too this or too that, you of all people would be. You have your ears would perk up on and eyes would perk up on the thing, and uh, here you are saying, Yeah, this is ridiculous. There's, there's no such thing as you know, President Trump being best pals with Putin, and it's about time we just kind of stop this nonsense that the left keeps on pushing out there.
0: Uh, you know, I do think it's actually st- look, I would, I uh, I was in a meeting with somebody from a foreign government, and people around the table from the US side where people were basically saying the president's gonna get indicted, be removed from office, I really worry about and and actually and uh, I mean I mean I, I mean the things that were just incredibly partisan and untrue. I mean I mean here he, he you are talking to a person from another government, you know, telling them don't trust America, don't trust this president, be really worried that we're just gonna fall apart and not be there for you. Like really, dude? Like, that's helpful i I don't know, yeah I, I, I just don't know what it's you know whatever happened to politics stops at the water's edge yeah you know?
1: yeah that 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 is for sure, well, listen, buddy, I know you are going are you do where are you going are you going to do Fox News, or what are you I'm doing?
0: doing varney right he's on let's see on fox, fox
1: business, oh, cool, varney and Company, oh, great, what are you talking it's, it's business, about right? what are you talking about there I don't this? Know. Oh. You know, uh, no,
0: you know, I always figured that nobody would ask me to talk unless it was something I knew something
1: about. Oh, I see. So they didn't even break in it. Yeah, I like Stuart Varney. I, I've always liked him. Yeah,
0: he's great.
1: He's great. All right, All buddy.
0: Right, well, thanks for calling. I hope everything's going
1: well. Yeah, sorry I didn't um, I didn't call you on time. We had some breaking news okay. re- regarding some local issues, and so I, I, I kind of, I tell you the truth, I kind of uh, just didn't, I, I got overwhelmed, yeah. so... Um, but as soon I, as we
0: get done, I am calling Elon Musk, and I'm going to have him bring one of those you know, <laughs> batteries down to, to power Jamie
1: so you Yeah, if Elon, well, maybe that's all Elon Musk will have to do is deliver batteries at this point because he's apparently <laughs> in a little bit of trouble there. All right, buddy. <laughs> all right. Good talking to you. All right, man. Good talking to you, too. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you see what happened with this with – The uh, the feds have this GOP congressman like dead to rights. You see all that? Yes. With this insider trading thing.
2: The insider trading. I'm always skeptical. I mean, who isn't insider trading? Well, but this is if if you had to have an example of insider trading, this, this was probably this the
1: quintessential textbook example. You really messed up. And, and these insider. guys and the feds came out with their news conference and they basically just uh, they they've laid the whole thing out. This whole Collins family was involved in yeah the, the this transaction thing. I don't th- I think that he's I think it's pretty clear he's guilty. The only thing that you and again I don't I I, I if listen offer just, something. I'm basing this on what the feds rolled out yesterday. And so I I don't want to obviously convict somebody before they have a trial. But in the end, I think that by the week's end, if Collins isn't gone already, I haven't really checked the news, but if if Collins isn't gone already, he probably will be. Now that puts into play, obviously, a whole different scenario where we have now
2: an open congressional seat. Has anyone won a case against the FBI? Just completely innocent, you've... (laughs) Well, you know, we
1: saw what happened with for instance, uh, you know, Martha Stewart. And to me, the Martha Stewart thing was a big sham because Martha Stewart was uh was basically it was wrong to send her to prison. I mean, as horrible as yeah. her, as horrible as her show is with Snoop and it's <laughs> it's really bad to have her back into the fold. Yeah. I'd rather watch her uh, delicately folding napkins
2: perfectly. On the Today Show. Than have her right. with Snoop, yeah. you know. But nonetheless, that was wrong. Right. Uh, not to digress, but I saw Jim Caravano a couple days ago on Fox Business. And Heritage, they really stepped up their production. Jim looked quite snapper and well-lit, and he looked great. <laughs> he looked great on TV. Oh, did he? Yeah. You, uh, oh, I thought you were No, he was from Heritage. They, oh, okay, they good. actually looked good. Well, because normally
1: what they do is they have the uh, – they have they they they're up. It looks like it's like third world television. You right. Know? They have them in front of some. <laughs> it looked way thing. better. I I noticed. Yeah. I do have to tell you though, one of the one of the great pleasures of having when I was when we were doing the almond report of having Jim uh, and the other guys from Heritage on is that, uh that you were able to get a glimpse of the people who help them. Right. Oh. Who yeah. mic them up? Yes. And they and they always look like the chicks from the Robert Palmer, Robert Palmer uh, band video,
2: <laughs>
1: "Addicted to Love." Addic- band, Yeah, well, well it was uh, was it "Addicted to Love"? Is that the song that they the had the girls one,
2: on? And then he had the girls back for uh, "I Didn't Mean to Turn You On." Okay, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that was must what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All but black. they all, but they all look like the girls from from that thing. Yes, they did. It wasn't, I've always, it wasn't a bad thing.
1: I've always wanted to do a. I've always wanted to do a story about where those women are now.
2: That would be I'm surprised. Well, it hasn't okay. been done.
1: I know. Well, let's do it. Okay. You know, like, like follow up on where they, uh, where they are, you know, like, uh, whatever, whatever happened to the, uh, the addicted to love girls. Yes. Do a whole documentary
2: on it. this dance move right here yeah oh there's some of those
1: hot chicks with the guitars and everything
2: yeah what an awesome video it is an awesome video isn't it yeah
1: it's probably one of the most iconic
2: 80s music videos yes
1: and robert palmer is just outstanding anyway god rest
2: his soul gone too soon definitely gone too soon that's what smoking like a chimney will do to you. Ooh, and he partied a lot, too. Yeah. And even they, Power Station.
1: It, that. Oh, where, where'd my room? Santino cigar sign go? Can you? I forgot that. Let me go find it. Of course, I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody. Matt's the one who, thankfully I rolled in late. Matt's the one who set up the studio, so. If it weren't for Matt, I wouldn't have anything in here. <laughs> so thank goodness but wouldn't you all like to know where these women are where the women are now don't steal my idea help me with this let me be the groundbreaker have to face it Thank you. Thank you. Santino cigars and cocktails. Your heart beats
2: and there's the heat phone's girlfriend. That's right, all. Aquaphone. To celebrate the uh, <laughs> Sinclair Tribune <laughs> breakup, yeah. Aquaphone. Yeah, the Aquaphone.
1: Now, the story behind the Aquaphone, by the way, before we get into. Um, okay, so we've, we've established that you'd be interested in. A documentary or a short snippet, like a short, tracing the paths of the women in the Addicted to Love music video. One per week. I bet you one of the women is currently, like, smoking parliaments in a trailer someplace in Arkansas. Get out of here! (laughs) You know, you you go out there and you and you and you uh, knock on the door, and one of them comes. What do you want? <laughs> yes, I was into love. were the name?
2: Get out of here. I'll talk about it. You have fifty dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's like leathery skin, like tan, tan mom. mom. <laughs> I'll talk about it. I was heard, uh, I love to. Uh, you carry the guitar. Yeah, I was the the guitar. Those are the days. <laughs> get out of here now.
2: My nephew says I look just as good then as I do now.
0: Oh, I'm gonna unchain my rottweiler if you don't get the hell out of here.
1: What's your rottweiler's name? Robert Palmer! <laughs>
2: I loved Power Station, his super band with the uh, Taylor Brothers from Duran Duran and uh, Michael Jackson's drummer. I forgot his name, but it was a great group too. Ringo Starr,
1: no, Keith Moon,
2: no. Get out of here! I'm done. With the
1: I'm, 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 gonna, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna do that story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Amy Eichmann, Who's I love her, but she said uh, she said maybe they're uh, like one of them is like hoarding cats someplace. Absolutely, like nine hundred pounds hoarding cats. <laughs> Wait a minute, weren't you the one on the? Where uh, didn't I see you on the? Uh, uh, weren't you the one eating mattress foam? <laughs> On that other show, oh. Delisa says, uh, hi, Delisa. How you doing, baby? Hi, Delisa. She said someone did an article about them in 2014 about the girls. Can you find it, man? Uh, I, well, I I think that maybe
2: we should tell people where they are then now. Remember the uh, teacher in Van Halen's Hot for Teacher? and she. <laughs> yeah. They interviewed her a few years ago. She doesn't look anything like. Oh, you just sent it to me. He just sent it to me. Hold on. Good. Matt just sent it to
1: me. Well, I mean, we might as well. I'm not gonna. Are there I'll, pictures? I'll, you know what I'll do is I'll put it in the uh, Our pictures. What happened to the Robert Palmer? Wow, look at this. Well, I'll go ahead. I'll, you know what I'll do is I'll go ahead and uh, and put it in the comments, but. Um, Let's see. A few days ago, I was talking to a 22-year-old acquaintance. He was dressed in a very nice black suit and stylish tie. I told him all he needed to go uh, to go the outfit were Robert Palmer girls, and he gave me a WTF look. He didn't know the girls. He didn't know Robert Palmer. He didn't know the songs. No generational thing so you remember robert palmer right bad case of loving you simply resistant of course addicted to love so you remember the robert palmer girls black dresses slick back hair white powdered faces bright red lipstick great musicians too guitarists bass keyboards drums beautiful and talented you've seen the video you're gonna have to face it you're love those girls too so
2: talented musicians i think (laughs) i was kidding but
1: so what did happen to the girls I'm not the only one to ask that question. There have been occasional interviews with some of them, but it wasn't until a couple of months ago, June 2014, that Mark Tyler Nobleman was able to get an interview with all five of them. Nice. He he even managed to get them together to meet for the first time in almost 30 years, so these women apparently hadn't seen each other for 30 years. That's
2: great. Hey, Gina, how are you?
1: (laughs) Let's meet the girls as they are in the video from left to right. Julie Pankhurst keyboards, Patty Kelly guitar, uh, Mac Gilchrist bass, Julia Bellino, Julia Bellino guitar, and Kathy Davies drum.
2: I'm going to guess Julie Bellino was the brunette with, um, yeah, with the dark hair. (laughs) Yeah, well, so here are the girls as they are today
1: from left to right. Julie works in retail and is a mom. Patty is a landscape designer with two children. Wow. Kathy lives in Thailand where she does charity work, and Mac still models in England. And Julia is a hair and makeup artist. Huh? So they're all doing okay. They're not in a. That's good. They're not in a trailer with a Rottweiler named Robert. <laughs> I'll put it. I'll put it in the in the comment section. Are there photos? Yes, they are, and they, and they How look. they look? Uh, they look pretty good they uh they well you know who am i to you know i'm not i'm not a judger i'm just i it's i'm not it's not my verdict that everybody is waiting for but they uh they all look uh they hollywood they didn't really eat good. them alive no they look yeah. all look like fabulous so there you go i'll put the i'll put it in the uh in the comment section there for you if if, uh, if you want me just I'll find it and put it in there. I'm still learning this whole process, people. All right. So uh news yesterday, and and Melissa, thank you for all that. I appreciate you uh turning me onto this thing. I'll go ahead and put it in the comment section there. Uh hit paste. You know, I never know how to I'm telling you, this is drive this drives me up the wall, this iPhone ten thing, because it's changed where it overcomplicates simple things. Right. So Delisa can you put it in the comment section for me and 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 work that out for me cuz I I can't um I can't I can't do it without just bumbling and fumbling and mumbling and everything else so I'm sorry about that just put it put it put, it, put it in the comment section but but suffice it to say everybody's doing just fine thank you very much and uh, the okay. girls are now the uh, the story behind the aquaphone so the aquaphone is the heat phone's girlfriend from, uh, from? and I still have the heat phone, and it's the heat phone's yeah. girlfriend from the Almond Report. Thank you, Matt. Oh, Matt did. Thank you, buddy. And Appreciate you doing she it. She had Do an affair a- with uh, Timmy the Tiger, too. Oh, right, Timmy the Tiger. Yeah, you're a Mizzou Aqura. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aqua. yeah. So, um, Aquaphone, we got that from a woman who called the show once. Yep. And uh, I can't remember her name. But she called the Heat Phone and said, "I have a phone just like that." So we brought Aquaphone, and then Aquaphone would uh, would would come and join Heat Phone, and we had this whole background story about how Heat Phone and Aquaphone were, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend phones. Yes, it was very touching and it was and it was unlike you know it was very weird but it was good and then i my i think my most brilliant move with the heat phone was i had one of those um you know those spooky phones you know like the I the, remember the, that. Hone, the the <laughs> the, talk out the of your motion office. detector <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh whoa and it was just like telephone and 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 it was one of those spooky things for halloween and it would like, don't pick up the phone. It would be like a, like a motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It was like, oh, you called the phone. Well, I can't remember what it was, but you shouldn't have done that.
2: We'd <laughs> have so, that back in two months. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. Bring that back.
1: I should. So what would happen is on Halloween, I would have that phone up there instead of
2: the heat phone and then say that that was the heat phone's costume. Now the Heat Phone's original name, by you, was the Hate Phone. <laughs> right, it was. And Sinclair Management's like, "Oh, we can't have hate." I know. Yeah, I, I, We call it the only reason we call it
1: the Heat Phone is because, yes, I originally said it was going to be the Hate Phone for people to call and bitch me out about something. You know, I right. wanted people to have an outlet to crab at me about something. And and so I wanted people to be able to, and so I wanted to call it the hate phone. Yes. And 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 Sinclair was like, We can't
2: we can't have the. Hate. We call do it. not do that. We cannot do that. It's not part of our uh, <laughs> corporate ethic.
1: Our list of ten corporate standards we have. You know, those things It's right below
2: item number three. Do not wear plaid jackets. Yeah. <laughs> that rules was to on live by remember we read that and it said No male anchors do not wear plaid jackets. You're like bull (laughs) crap. Right when after I read that, I went out and bought two plaid (laughs)
1: jackets.
2: (laughs) Now everybody does. I know. Now everybody does. Vic Voss, you copying? Well,
1: you know the the other thing is no no anchors uh, on TV in local TV ever wore pocket squares until I did. Right. Like I set the, I, I, I will tell you that I set the dress code for most of these goofballs out there. You did when you wore the Prince T-shirt. They all started wearing Prince T-shirts, <laughs> and the va- you know that kind of stuff. I do have to tell you, I, I do uh, I do miss like pimping these people out. You know, make driving them crazy.
2: It was good, as long as I didn't lose your cufflinks. Because God, they, God forbid the executive producer lose Jamie Allman's cufflinks. Well, you know, you made, a, it you made of a big
1: air. deal. One time you, like, took
2: all my stuff out of my office. And got it dry cleaned right. and steamed and pressed and looked perfect. Yeah, but, but, he but looked but like I didn't a, a million
1: bucks. But see, I didn't want you to. I don't, like, I don't even but, like my wife to do my laundry.
2: But if the cufflinks were there, you would have been like, Steve Church, you're the greatest damn producer in the history of television. But it was the cufflinks. That sent you over the edge. I had to take my ass like a eighteen year old intern, go across the street to the galleria, walk through all the crime there to get Jamie it didn't some But you know what? Here's the thing. It didn't set me off. You got really mad
1: at me, but it didn't set me off. Here's why here's the problem though. First of all, first of all, you take my stuff. Yeah. But then the problem is when you don't return it, I have I'm- I I have a French cuffed. Shirt, which I, I rarely wore cufflinks anyway. I just happen to get a deal on these shirts and, and, and from Charles Trivet or whatever the hell it is. Like three shirts for $100 or something. Yeah. And so the problem is, though, once you do that, then you bring in the shirt. Then, then I have French cuffed shirts and no cufflinks. Yeah. So know- then what do I do? And it's 10 minutes before I got to tape the show. Your well, guests discuss- are in the lobby. And I got people chasing me
2: down. I, I have nothing, but I could put paper clips in there. I guess I got them cleaned because I have to admit I would put the jacket on and go into studio and pretend I was Jamie Allman, <laughs> and I would stand in front of the mirror going, "Fat guy wearing little guy <laughs> coat." But I have
1: a thing, and unfortunately, I'm I'm really weird about that stuff. I is know. I I have I don't. Like people, uh, I, and that's why I, I even have like problems with my wife doing my laundry. Hmm. I get weirded out about that. I don't know why. I just do. I don't. I don't like to have. I, so anyway, that's why. But anyway, leave me alone. I wasn't that bad. You, you no, were. You were the. Don't.
2: Uh, I'm, but I'm playing, anyway, it it, it, playing it yeah, up, for the yeah. Radio.
1: But anyway, but yeah, the, pla- oh, the plaid jacket thing—I I I forgot about all that because, yeah, they said don't wear. Pla-, you know, they, they all had these dumb standards that they. And plus, considering how horrible most of their—I'm t- sorry to say—but the uh, the Sinclair talent across the country is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time taking part in some Washington, D.C. thing that they did because they have a station oh, there in I remember D.C. remember that.
2: That was awful.
1: With these anchors, and I'm like, uh, these people are in Washington, D.C.?
2: Yeah, Boris. Because it, 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 it was like Cape Girardeau television. Okay, let me tell you people something. So Sinclair, it was right after I left, but I'd still talk to people in Baltimore, and they were telling me, oh, we're going to do a uh, two-minute segment that every – Sinclair, ten p.m., eleven p.m. newscast is going to have to run. It's called Bottom Line with Boris. I go, oh, that sounds like Jamie's final word. Oh no, it's completely different. And this guy can brain it. I watched it. This guy couldn't put a sentence together to save his life, <laughs> and he would, and they would have it come on after you got through with the final word. It was the, and this is, I think Sinclair. I really believe this. The FCC thought, okay, Sinclair bought all these bigger markets and they're going to. Buy. The problem with Sinclair is that they're small market and you can't force a St. Louis market, a New York, a Chicago to go, here's your graphic package. You look just like Jeff City, Missouri. Yeah, right. Here's your anchor. Here's how you're going to do the story. It doesn't work. Yeah. And I think the FCC kind of looked at it and said, this is just not. This is a bad idea I'll wear my plaid jacket
1: for you sometime on the show here, but you know okay. the reason why I never saw i and it, actually you guys always talked about Boris, and I never saw Boris. you know why because <laughs> you weren't watching channel thirty at I 1030? never watched the show <laughs> really no occasionally i might have I might tune oh, in gosh. sometime to the heat foam, but i never
2: i actually rarely ever watched. My own show. I would watch it two, three times a day. Yeah, I know. Thank God. Well, I would watch it before we go on the air and re edit and edit and re edit. Right, exactly. And And
1: and, and tell people what. And I think part of the problem is I didn't want to watch it because if something didn't look right, I didn't want to be weirded out by it. So I just didn't pay attention to it because I would get like, what the hell is, you know, you know what I mean? So occasionally, because every time I Occas- did watch yeah. something looked janky and it upset me. So I like, I'm not going to watch the show anymore.
2: It was the, uh, I don't, there were people uh, in the beginning who would take editorial um, liberties and cut stuff out that you and I thought were important and we would find out and the whip would come out. Not literally. Yeah. But there was a lot of undermining. The people, the newsroom is just a I know. cesspool of.
1: There were people who edited right. out comments and things. Yeah, I know. It was. It became. It, sometimes it became a kind of a problem
2: because we had a couple of uh, well, one uh, liberal, but who? Gay like, marriage—the most important story in the history of mankind. <laughs> Joanne, report, thank you. There, she but. says I was uh, so well dressed on the show. Should I yeah. wear? Because I I
1: come in here looking like a slob.
2: For the most part, but you just your Friday outfit at Channel (laughs) Thirty. Yeah, it is. It is. (laughs) I wear my shell. That's
1: right. Yeah. So, uh, listen, folks. I have to tell you this this morning. If if you didn't see it uh, already, I would encourage you to go to the first hour of the show, where I pretty much laid it out there, because there was huge news this morning that not only did Tribune cancel. It's deal with uh Sinclair, but is also now suing sinclair over said cancellation and i and i got i gotta tell you it's possible this same thing could happen with the m s intercom deal yep. in the wake of my firing, where I'm not only suing intercom for wrongful termination, we filed my lawyers we filed a formal suit with the f c c Challenging the transfer of this license, and the same Sinclair's issues popped up because the head of the FCC was questioning some of their submissions. I don't know why, but they were. That's precisely what we're doing with Entercom is questioning their submissions. And if and if the FCC decides to tank this deal, check it out. MS is sitting there with their you know what in their hands. And they've got ninety-seven one moved over to this new building and everything. And if somehow it doesn't work out that Entercom actually winds up taking them, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Look like Channel Thirty? I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're MS, you're like, okay, so we um, have this thing here, and you know, and believe me, it's only a fifteen million dollar transaction. This one, the MS Entercom thing, really? Yeah. Fifteen million dollars. And 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 they're already they're already upwards of spending probably
2: a million fighting me. How quickly do you think channel thirty will get sold now? I don't know. You wanna you wanna uh I'll put a wager.
1: You End wanna buy it?
2: Yeah, I do. Okay, let's Actually, buy it. I would Mr. Coppler, you just sold Springfield. Give me a call. Yeah, let's buy it. It's by Channel Thirty. Let's make it a TV station because yeah, nobody there now wants to, to be a TV station. So why not us? Let's go ahead and buy it. We made it a TV station. We just took it over. We'll set up. A, we should set up a uh, a GoFundMe page. <laughs> I don't want to get into the weeds and bore you people, but Jamie and I just kind of basically took the station over. We had the production moved from Cole Street to Sinkfield and Travis Brown's studio. And we just basically, we created our own graphics. We gave Channel 30 their own imaging and own graphics and just said, hey, you're going to act like a TV station. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be at Keener Plaza on opening day. Sorry. Ooh. You're, what? Why? Why? An- would- Anthony's asking. He says, how much does
1: Channel 30 cost? $20 in a sack of White Castle's? <laughs> <laughs> Two McRibs yeah right exactly so somebody just asked how is is it podcast yes if you guys go to darn it and i don't know how to i don't know this um i I don't know about this technology but if you go to your iphone and there's is there a podcast? there's like a podcast thing itunes itunes and it's on iTunes. you could do radio on itunes yep and and it's or that little podcasting button you have on there
2: yes it's it's
1: there it's radio free almond. You just have to sign up or do search. whatever. Search, search, then, it under
2: the podcast or the
1: iTunes and add it to up. your podcast channels, and then you can hear the thing, and that'll be up. up but Matt always puts it together uh, right after the show, and you, and also by the way, it's on Facebook. So if if you if you're watching it now, Joanne, uh, if it's oh, is it Joanne
2: who did it? who just asked? Uh, let's see. Yeah, once the Facebook live Laura. ends, you can go back and immediately we'll go back and watch. Hour one, two, or
1: three. Yeah, it's, it's up there on Facebook, and, yeah. you can, and, you can, and you can check it out. So that's where you can uh, see it in, in, in the, the begin, very beginning because uh, basically the, the reason why this story shook me up this morning is because this merger is the reason why everything was set in motion for my firing from not only Channel 30, but also 97.1. This is the reason why I am – this merger, I'm standing right here because of this merger. Yeah. And, and and not because of a tweet about David Hogg, but because of the merger. and uh, And because Sinclair fired me because they didn't want the publicity because of this merger – ninety seven one fired me because Sinclair got rid of me, which of course, as I pointed out earlier, my contract there's nothing in my radio contract that said that my job is dependent on Sinclair, no. just so you know so that 's how this whole thing began and 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 and, and even Stacy Newman, as she dispatched all of her flying monkeys with her slow son drew in charge. <laughs> Uh, the, even that had nothing to do with my with David Hogg or the tweet. It had everything to do with me calling out those many prostitutes of theirs who they had who they forced to, to hold signs in their hands, calling Jeannie Ames a racist as her children went to school. And I rightly called them out. I'd do the same thing over and over again if I had to do it again. And so uh, that was so. None of it had anything to do with David Hogg. Nothing that happened. Whether it was the outrage over the tweet, which had nothing to do with David Hogg, although uh, it was easy for Stacey Newman and her flying monkeys to latch onto this because it became a national thing.
2: A conveyor the- belt of outrage, as you would yes. say.
1: Yeah. Fabricated. and And, and, and indeed – the three so called big companies, as the post dispatch called them that left, <laughs> even them leaving had nothing to do with the David Hogg tweet. Two of them were barter,
2: if people know what that means
1: there right were- palm health you know and, and even but they didn 't even want to leave no they, they, they J- Joan Berkman was the one who 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 conjured that thing.
2: Uh, the so-called outside agent who did not work for Palm.
1: Yes, yeah. and Ruth Chris is a, is a national company that were paying me in gift certificates. But the one crazy thing is the Gelman team. Oh, uh, oh. Mark Gelman. Uh, when he called me, yeah, he, I'll never forget. He called me on a Friday. Yeah, because I called him on a Friday. Well, but he called <laughs> me on a Friday, and he said, uh, he said, uh, Mark Gelman said. Uh, that, uh, listen, you know, cause this was after I talked to Neil Gelman earlier in the week was like, ah, this tweet, listen, I don't care. You guys, if you've said worse stuff on the air, it's not, it's, it's not even a big deal. We don't care. So suddenly though, Friday, his brother Mark calls me, right. Yeah. And Mark calls me and says, um, listen, I'm really getting a lot of pressure from the Jewish community because Gelman's Jewish, you know. And so is Stacy Newman, and so is pretty much everybody involved in this thing. So I don't understand what that's all about and and Rabbi Talvi and this whole group over there. Anyway, but Gelman is like uh Gelman is like, uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of – we're getting all these calls, and I'm getting a lot of pressure from the Jewish community. This is this, and, and uh, clearly it's a Stacey Newman thing. Right. And, 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 and she's the same person who and, – and they're the same people who called out Eric Greitens because, of course, Eric Greitens is Jewish. And, and so – and he was treated like he was a traitor to the Jewish community because he was a Republican. I'm not kidding you. That's a, th- there were people who ch- uh, who who went after Eric Greitens, who who told him that that uh, that he's a he's a disgrace to the Jewish community because he's a Republican. I'm not kidding you, and a lot of that came remarkable. from Stacey Newman. They would call they would call him out and say he was he was a traitor to Jews. Do they realize which party actually backs up the Jewish yeah. community? Yeah. No, they don't. And they don't care. So, so, so then, so, so Gelman tells me that he's getting a lot
2: of pressure from the Jewish community. He got a tweet from Drew and he tweeted Drew Newman back. Drew, Drew Newman is, for- is Stacy Newman's slow stepson. Yes. Yes. Mark tweets Drew back and says, thank you for bringing this to my attention. And we're going to handle this immediately and. Blah blah blah, bull crap, bull crap, bull crap. Talking point, talking point. We are no longer part of the show, Mark yeah. Gelman.
1: Well, Drew Newman is the one is if you if you if you know anything about the Flying Monkeys and the Witch, Drew Newman's the 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 one monkey that's hanging out near the Witch when she's looking <laughs> over the crystal ball. That's Drew Newman with his his Witch stepmom on lockdown at Gateway. Who, by the way, after after I was fired, and after Greitens left, put a Facebook post on Mother's Day, right? Mm hmm. On Mother's Day, the lead flying monkey puts a Facebook post, an ode to his witch stepmom, calling her Tony Soprano. Right. Yeah. On Mother's Day, celebrating the, the, uh, her, I guess, because she's so mafioso and how she's taking everybody out, right? Right. Yeah. So anyway, Gelman calls me Friday and says, "I don't know. I just have to t- we got to do something because I'm getting all these phone calls and to tell you the truth, it's just a lot of pressure from the from the Jewish community." I'm like, "Really?" He's a. L- I'm not, but I'm not kidding you. All these people in that little Ladue, U City, Clayton corridor—they're—they're—it's—they're they're, they're bad news. Believe me. Especially once they get the power of uh, the media and everything else behind them, they—they—they they, they are bad news. So, uh, Stacy Newman, of course, also is convalescing because she had surgery on the state dime for whatever was ailing her, and so she's sitting there propped up on her pillow in her house, uh, tweeting away everything. And by the way, that's what's going to cost her big is because she's a state representative utilizing state resources and her name to interfere with my contracts, which is what she did, which is why eventually uh, whatever pillow she's going to be propped up in is going to be in a cardboard box someplace on a
2: street corner, hopefully. Right. So her husband's an attorney, correct? Yeah. So you would think he would have advised her on what to do or not to do, but uh, I'm sure he upholds the law and oh yeah straight sure. laced and yeah was there advising her and yeah her what to do being a loving family in that loving home apparently he reads the rft too at least the back part of it so anyway we
1: uh we uh and i'll uncover that too eventually when everything <laughs> is is gone but anyway so gelman says that uh, that yeah, I'm getting a lot of pressure from the Jewish community, so we're just going to have to, you know, put this out there, and so then that's when he puts out his announcement, their announcement that they're pulling advertising the Gelman team,
2: and he directs his announcement directly to Drew yes. on Twitter,
1: yeah, and and that and and basically and what that is, that's called pressure from the Jewish community, right? That that's what that is. So anyway, that that's what the pressure from the Jewish community was 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 uh, the Stacey Newman, uh, Drew Newman
2: cabal. Right. It was all fabricated. They got yeah. their buddies with uh, twit bots and and organized phone calls. And it was all because, by the way,
1: all because. Not because of a David Hogg tweet, but because I insulted all the little prostitutes they had standing out in front of the school with their signs calling Jeannie Ames a racist as her children were walking in. Was Bert Newman with them? I don't know. But, they, but they, then, then, they, then the same people who I called out for chasing Jeannie Ames in her car. Eric Ames as well, in their car and throwing things into their car. So anyway, believe me, and then by Monday, the day I was actually fired by Channel 30, they let go by Channel 30,
2: mm-hmm.
1: on Monday, that afternoon, I am uh, talking to uh, Andrew Davis, who is a uh, salesperson, at the uh, at 97 one and he's the account executive for the gelman team and of course i'm livid over what the gelman team did because it was it was cowardice of the highest level and i uh did you hear about my phone call to them were you told about that oh yeah oh good so uh and, yes i was uh, but but uh, so Andrew says, hey, and this is on Monday. This is the Friday after Mark Gelman pathetically tells me that the Jewish community is putting too much pressure on him, so he's gotta pull his advertising. So on Monday, things were obviously dying down and and and, and there were people getting who were livid at the Gelman team for doing what they did, especially 97.1 people. And so they Talk to Andrew, and Andrew texts me and says, hey, uh, the Gelman team's just waiting for this to blow over. They're going to probably – they want to come back. They're asking about coming back once this thing blows over because they didn't – because uh, Gellman didn't care about the David Hogg tweet either. Especially Neil.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll give Neil more credit.
1: Yes, yes, and so, so they're wanting to come back, and at that point, this is Monday before I'm, I'm anything happens with uh, with thirty or ninety-seven one. Monday, I uh, this Monday, and Andrew Davis is like, yeah, they want to come back, and I'm thinking, I'm not going to take the Gelman team back. I'm not going to have that. after what they did to me and threw me under the bus like that A public tweet. I Tracy and Rick Ellis. Uh, and and by the way, I'm I'm proud to be now part of their team, uh, and if you call me at 314-309-0704, 314-309-0704, I'll connect you directly to Rick and Tracy, and they'll sell your home or help you buy a home, sell your commercial real estate or help you buy it directly, and you, you go between. But anyway, Rick and Tracy Ellis have been wanting to work with me for years and be – on my show, but the Gelman team had dominated that real estate niche, and so the Tr- Rick and Tracy Ellis were able to do it. This was my avenue to bring them on as an advertiser for me, and 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 get rid of the Gelman team altogether because I didn't want them. I didn't want them back, but they were. Hell no! But they were. They were at that point wanting to come back on the show, Neil. That's how, that's how concerned they were about the David Hogg tweet is from Friday after they bowed to, to, uh, to Rabbi Drew, <laughs> <laughs> after they bowed to him, then they, they, they wanted to, the, three days later, they wanted to come
2: back on my show. So. I haven't heard a peep about them, from them, nothing since all that went down. The Gelman team, that is.
1: No. So anyway, that's that's the uh, that's the story about that whole thing. So anyway, the, the, it, we all go back to this this whole thing, which is why this merger thing is so like incredible that, that it's been canceled. Um, and by the way, part of the reason why actually the Tribune people backed out of the Sinclair merger is because the FCC was sniffing around regarding their submissions, which means this FCC director um, pie. Yeah. yeah, and now people have been accusing the FCC uh, because they're Trump uh, and because they're in a Trump administration of somehow sucking up to these conservative broadcasters out there. Uh, but believe me, Sinclair is probably as friendly to the Trump administration as any news org- broadcast o- operation out there. And if they can be pinched by the FCC, imagine what some liberal – corporation like Entercom, imagine what they can do to them right so just wait and see about this whole thing so anyway uh, we, i i just don't want to if you guys want more information on this whole thing uh just check out go to the podcast or go back onto the first hour of the show and we pretty much laid it
2: out for you but it's fun talking about yeah this, well though. i think also um I think Channel 4 will make a bid for Channel 30 now because they were turned down on Channel 11 because they couldn't have two top 4 stations. That's why they right. were they tried to buy KPLR Channel 11. Right. Channel 4 did Meredith, who by the, their station manager is a former Sinclair station manager, Mike Murphy, super guy, very nice. He should So Channel 30. so so Channel
1: 4 will buy Channel 30 and then Channel 30 will be where they report all the murders on the east side. Right. And then channel four, they'll just cover the murders on the on in St. Louis. <laughs> yes. Welcome so, to Channel 30. We're gonna focus solely on murders on the east side in Illinois. Because I don't it, Isn't it that all a, they do is cover murders anyway?
2: I kinda I watch Chris Nagus. Oh, okay. Yeah, what does he do? Uh almond report type stories. Oh, I see. Yeah. In fact, he was a... Uh, he was an intern at Channel Thirty a long time ago, and uh, we we talk and his wife uh, Katie's with AT and T, who just merged with uh, yeah. Well, direct uh, who do they merge? Oh, with HBO and CNN, and that's another. Watch this shoot drop, folks, because ATT now owns CNN. CNN's either going to get spun off or their newsroom is going to be destroyed. And I, Jim Acosta isn't afraid of Trump supporters. That Jim Acosta is doing this defense because he knows the crap's going to hit the fan in 2019 because ATT doesn't like CNN's bullcrap. Right, yeah. And things are going to change well, at, I, in Atlanta. I have maintained uh, long
1: that the, the fact of the matter is I, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, I'm, I'm more, I think people who are Trump supporters should be more afraid physically than, than any journalist out there because the, we have proof that the, 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 the we have proof that Trump supporters are the ones who are being attacked, not journalists. So Jim Acosta can kiss my ass. Right. Cause, and, and cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't even waste a bullet on the dude. But but, pe- but people or or a fist. I wouldn't. Don't flatter yourself. I'm not going to touch you. But but the bottom line is, if you're a Trump supporter, you're much more imperiled than if you are a journalist. And 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 that's on paper. That's just look through the news archives about just put in Trump supporters beaten or Trump supporters vandalized or Trump supporters shot or whatever, and you'll have plenty of it. Trump oh supporter. yeah. Oh yeah. Trump supporters fired. Yeah, that, Yeah. right, exactly. Forgot Forgot about that one, right on. Yeah. So I need to, uh, by the way, double back on a story I told you about uh, earlier, which is yesterday, and this news has been buried, and I don't know why, but a report came out talking about the realities of illegal immigration in this country. And it said basically that about half of all illegal immigrants are people who were invited here from the very beginning. And I am saying that because that's the reality. And when I say invited here from the very beginning, what I mean is these are individuals who overstayed their visas. And most of the visas are that they're being overstayed, are education visas so that people can go to college here, to go to school here. So half of the illegal immigrants in this country, and you can talk about the wall all you want and how we need a wall on this and that, but what we need mostly is reform of our visa system. I don't care whether it's the tech visa system or the educational visa systems, and, and of those half of the illegal immigrants here illegally, who have overstayed their visas, who do you think, do you know who the number one, who's number one when it comes to illegal immigrants who are here, who are illegal, illegal aliens I should say, because there's no such thing as an illegal immigrant. Illegal aliens. Mm -hmm. Half of the illegal aliens are people who've overstayed their visas, Mm -hmm. and of the half of the illegal aliens who overstayed their visas, what's the number one country that is in violation. Hmm. Uh, Canada? Ding, 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 ding. ding. Yes, Canada. The number one country that is... So we, So, basically, we're... This country's full of a bunch of illegal immigrant Canadians. They're all hockey and, players. And... Mexicans are number two, hmm. and then and then down the line, then 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 you have uh, f- from Asian countries are all over the place. So, you know, again, I, I'm not saying a wall isn't necessary, but I am saying that that the the fact of the matter is the,
2: the half of our illegal immigration problem is because of our visas. The 9/11 attackers, they all visa through Canada absolutely they were invited here, so uh,
1: once again i don 't want i 't want to sit here and, and and say that somehow uh, the the wall isn't uh, is, it, it shouldn 't be built, but I am saying that if we 're going to really tackle the illegal alien problem in this country, it needs to also include a reform of our visa system and i 've told you all about also the tech visas that 's another problem we have is 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 now. Agricultural visas, where we have people here to come here temporarily and pick blueberries or strawberries or whatever it is, I have no problem with that, and and I I think that's a useful operation, and and it and it's been very useful to many of our agricultural uh, companies here. But the tech visas are inexcusable, the way they're handed out, and and the way they're handed out is is the government gives a box of these tech visas to these outsourcers, these companies that deal directly with India and with Asia. And these tech companies are these these outsourcing companies are are employed by and contracted with technological companies in uh, and engineering companies in the United States who pay the outsourcing companies to bundle foreigners using the tech visas that are handed out, uh, like you know, uh, M and M's uh, to to third world countries, and right. so, and so what happens is, and and so do you know that in order to get a tech visa, a company must prove that it it, it cannot hire a. U.S. citizen did you know that that's the law and yet no company has been required to prove that they can't hire an American it's just become part of a ongoing routine process where they just basically are allowed to hand out these tech visas and never have to prove that they can't hire an American but that's the law in order for a company To hire a foreign worker using an American tech visa, they have to prove to the government that they cannot get an American to fill the job, and yet they've never had to be accountable to that, and they've never had to prove it. So that's why you have these guys. That's why your kids who graduated with an engineering degree from Rolla are working at Arby's because – no offense to Arby's. But and, and no offense to people who work they at Arby's. have the meats. No offense to people who work at Arby's. But they, they, they that, that's why, because these tech companies are abusing the visa system, hiring cheap-ass labor. And by the way, studies have shown of these people who receive the tech visas, these people are no more smarter than Americans are and are probably actually, some of them, dumber than Americans are. I'm not kidding no, you. No, I know. Most of them have don't even have college degrees. So I'm not saying that, they, that, that that's that should be necessary. I'm just saying that that this idea somehow that that these tech companies are hiring the, the brightest of the third world uh brilliancy is absolutely a myth. Completely false. Now there are some smart people out there, I get it. Uh, from from india and that kind of thing but they're no more smarter than americans are and that's a matter of fact i'm just telling you so interesting i laid it out there for
2: you thank you or what this means to the uh nhl why because of the canadian the visas yeah Overseas. well there's been problems locally with some players with the visas and oh really canada yeah still They're still married when they don't want to be. What? There's some hockey players in town who are from Canada. They're still married because they have to be, not because they want to be. I'm just saying. So they married Americans just to be here? To stay here. Stay here? Interesting. I'm not going to try to twist the story around and, and allege any one individual, but yeah,
1: I wouldn't do that either.
2: Right now, <laughs> if I were you, I don't need any
1: more legal woes. No, I, I actually I don't have nothing. One with the legal woes; it's the people I'm suing who have the legal woes. But nonetheless, right. my only woes are in the amount of money I'm spending. But other than that, it's about it. Yeah. The light is at the end of the tunnel. Oh, you bet your ass it is. You bet your bottom dollar it is. And Stacy Newman, it's a train. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 light you see is yeah. It's like a bold,
0: hits me in my
1: definitely chest. a train. Right once we get it once we get it done. I, I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Radio Free Almond production. Appreciate Discovery Design Inc., Discovery for its support. And we're gonna get a new banner in here because they are uh, chain they're trying to convey exactly what it is they do. And uh, what they do is they build your trucks from the bottom up and they and, and they make it make your fleet work and sing and look good and everything else and you want to you're a roofing company and you want a truck with a conveyor on it they got it for you they got the hoists they got their big painting operation there they'll wrap your truck do whatever a big huge operation out there in st peter's it's discovery design discovery design inc.com is where you can find them and also call arrowhead building supply and ask them to put you on hold And you'll hear me. I'm doing the hold stuff. I do the hold voice. Hi, thank you for calling Arrowhead Building Supply, where building supplies
2: are your favorite thing in the world. Uh, You know, that's a great move, and it's smart. And let's go back to how stupid some other people are. I suggested to Channel 30, when we started, and leading up to the initial broadcast, Jamie should be the voice when people call 436 30. It should be Jamie Allman going, thank you for calling KDNL, ABC St. Louis. This is Jamie Allman. For idiot number one, dial one. For idiot number two, dial two. For marketing, dial three. But no. My, the answer I got back was, why would we want to do that? I said, I don't know. Call channel five. See who answers the phone. It's Mike Bush. You call channel four. It's Steve Savard. But no, I'm sorry, but Channel 30. That this, hopefully, this will finally uh, move Sinclair out of the market. When you asked them to do that, was a response.
1: Why would we do that? <laughs> what
2: the hell? Uh, when's the McRib coming back? Damn, McRib's gone. <laughs> uh, you, realize, least, you know, you realize one of the best TV moments ever. Do you realize that? Uh, that I and, and just
1: some more inside baseball here. Do you realize that I
2: never met oh one salesperson from Channel Thirty, nor did they bring one client ad client to the show. <laughs> no, never. And in fact,
1: uh, in fact, uh, I think I knew one because he used to work at Emmis, but uh, Rob, Rob, but Rob Farnham, and then he yeah. left. And Rob's a good guy, but, but one time I suggested to—I uh, wanted to have a happy hour where I yeah. bought—I just took all the sales staff out and introduced myself to them, and I, I broached the subject, and I got a phone call from the GM. You can't do that. You can't take you can't take them out. I go why? He goes it's Sinclair policy. You can't take them out to drink. Well, can I just have one? Yeah, yeah. And the reason why apparently you can't take the salespeople out to drink is like, I think some one time they had a happy hour and one of the salespeople got killed in a car accident or something on their way home. I don't
2: know. Here locally,
1: yeah. Oh, Oh.
2: but so I never met any of them. But we had a get more into the weeds we had a bar in our studio we had a full service bar where everyone could have just come to the studio i'm not alleging that you would drink while you're on the air but no i, I saying, didn't i
1: didn't drink while i was don't, don't even <laughs> insinuate i was drinking i want, while I, was on I the want to the get
2: air. the people, but we did uh the studio we we're at had a an event center full broadcast operated event center Um uh, 10 feet away from where jamie would do the show um it was made to for jamie to invite clients and people and do interviews and do shows and and get the station involved in the community speaking of clients yes
1: you gotta go to one mattress king on facebook did you ever get over there matt yet Matt's gonna go. He keeps saying he's gonna go over there. He'll get over there. You gotta make an appointment, though, buddy. Now, and the reason why they make appointments is because it allows them to get their overhead down because so don't have that. They, there's, there's not that weird mattress guy sitting and waiting for you to walk in, and and you know, like show you around all the mattress technology. Like you, they don't you, that, that weird mattress guy telling you what your sleep number is or whatever it is. Or whatever and he nonsense lays next to you. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let's lay down on this mattress and feel it. Okay, sure. They, 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 no, Chris Kahneman doesn't mess around with that kind of stuff. He does it by appointment only, so he doesn't have to pay these people. And he can keep your mattresses inexpensive and great. These are the Symbol mattresses. 1961 they started. They have bamboo in them. They're comfortable as all get-out. It also has pillows. I love these these, these, these i don't know even know what they how they do these pillows but these are the most comfortable pillows in the world at mattress king so if you don't need a mattress if you want a pillow they, they have some really great ones that are great for your back and your neck and everything else 636-698-5167 636-698-5167 is the number for mattress king i have another number for you too 855 quote me that's Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. He I just picked up some life insurance stuff with him.
2: Good dude. And have the uh he is a good dude. One of the first people I talked to when the everything hit the storm in April. Auto home and life
1: with the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency 855 quote me is where you can uh find him there. And then uh don't forget too he didn't make it out last week to Santino's
2: Cigars and Cocktails. I did a day later. Oh you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah! I went on Friday. I I had some uh, family issues on Thursday that kept me from attending. Sorry, Margaret.
1: Well, Santino Cigars and Cocktails. I saw Shannon out there and and Mike out there, and I had uh, some Monkey Forty Seven. I had some. Actually, I took some Monkey Forty Seven home with me. This gin they have out there. And it's like, uh, and, they, and the reason why they call it Monkey 47 is because it's made from monkey juice. Really? Yeah. They squeeze a monkey and drip it into the thing. Out of the monkey's what? Ear. Oh. Why? What? <laughs> Just wondering. No, Monkey 47 is 47 different botanicals. And they call it Monkey 47 because it's it's kind of like from India, some botanicals from India apparently monkeys run around in India so like squirrel monkeys like Richard Pryor pet squirrel monkey or is this like these are real no monkeys. monkeys these are these are the these are the half these are the these are the like these are the monkeys that are like in trees and stuff in India okay whatever those monkeys are like they look like lemurs but they're really just kind of monk they're monkeys
2: <laughs>
1: but 47 different botanicals are piled into these things and I'm a big gin fan and this is good ass gin too. Lucky forty-seven, but I have, but but I I took that home with me because Mike was nice enough to give me give it to me. I had a twelve-year-old
2: bourbon with that ice ball. I love oh, the yeah. ice ball, the ice ball, and the black market. Uh, Alec Bradley has a new black market cigar, phenomenal, just love it. So they they had a black market cigar came out about six years ago. Now they've redone it again, and it's uh, even better. So the ice ball cometh. I
1: had I had some yippie kaye. The High West Yippie That's some good. That's some good ass whiskey right there, baby.
2: Really, I want to try that. have a couple of those. Yippie Caye. Yippie That's it. Just I- Yippie You don't say no, anything else. No Yippie Caye. You don't say anything else after that. No. Okay. And you don't say Yippie It's Yippie kaye. What did I, did I say? ippy? Yeah, you did. I was thinking of Opie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant Yippie. Don't forget about uh, Naputi
1: Wellness. Also, I gotta go in there because I've had something going on with my back, and I've been meaning to get down there because uh, one little adjustment and one little Myers cocktail, but that's not alcohol. That's vitamins down there at Naputi Wellness. And if you have any issues at all, PTSD, ADHD, back pain, stomach issues, whatever, it's holistic. He doesn't like give you a bunch of medicine. I mean, obviously, there's some things that have to be that way, but for the most part, it's all opiate free and it's, uh, it's works.
2: com. I need to go see him. You should. As a patient. Yeah. Let alone just hang out. Yeah.
1: Well, actually, sometimes you find uh, Eric down there at the uh, Santino's. At Santino's. Or,
2: or Faith Church. Or Faith Church, yeah. Pastor Crank in the gang. Yes. They're, uh faith church is renovating uh, old church in Ferguson. Hopefully, to give some life to the uh, neighborhood. What is uh, Pastor Crank's
1: wife's name again? Nicole. Nicole. Golly, I, I told you guys one time. I I was uh, watching. I, I when I'm when I'm surfing the, the uh, TV stations looking for the MLB tonight, which I can never find. I never remember what the damn number of that channel is. Charter,
2: you know? Yeah, uh, ch- yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, I think it's Charter. I I love watching baseball. I love watching baseball highlights. I could watch them all night long. But anyway, I um I I I will roll across while I'm searching for MLB tonight. I will roll across um, like some televangelists, in one night. And Nicole Crank was on, and actually, I didn't know right off the bat it was Nicole. And I was like, "Wow, that is this is amazing!" Because I love, I like watching televangelists. Like I, I, I like, I liked like Jimmy Swaggart's show and everything. Because I like it because uh, that first of all, I like how passionate they are.
2: Right, and they also they they really have great music too. Yeah. My grandma and I would watch uh, Ernest Angley. Put your hand <laughs> on the television screen in the name of Jesus! <laughs> That's That works, man. It does. I get inspired. Loved Ernest. I, we even watched PTL <laughs> when it was uh, popular before it got controversial. Tammy Faye and Jim... They were good people, too. Yeah. Weren't they? they? And who was a regular guest on there was Colonel Sanders. That's how long ago I was watching this. The real Colonel Sanders. Yeah, the, not the one. Mid-70s, he would come on. Not What's-Her-Face, who's Colonel Sanders now. Uh, Reba. Reba, Reba McIntyre. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, so Nicole. Uh, yeah, I Telestar, Inspiration. They're on several national networks in addition to Dirty 30 here locally.
1: She said I'm sorry that's, that one, that's one thing I could do with. They do
2: great Did church uh, Christmas shows and their women conferences are phenomenal. It's probably what you saw with Nicole was the women conference. It's off the hook what Faith Church does on their women conference. With Pastor Omar, Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave's all over the country. He's I know. Constantly good guy going
1: yep good man they're all good people over there at faith uh, so yeah I, I I don't have time but I want to get, get started on this uh. I don't like Reba McIntyre it's your show Colonel Sanders you know what I mean I don't like that I care I don't I'm not a I don't know why I'm not a real I'm not a I love a lot of country music most of it but I, I am not a Reba McIntyre fan. I
2: couldn't either and I This may sound weird, but I loved Barbara Mandrell. Yeah. And something was going on at the time where Reba was kind of stepping in and Barbara was stepping out and I didn't like it and I didn't like Reba's, you know, 20. She's way, she's a little too twangy. It's
1: kind of like Justin Moore. It's like, I don't, uh, there's something about that. It doesn't, it doesn't sound real to me, but I don't know. What do I know? Loved
2: Barbara though. Yeah. Barbara Mandrell. Didn't she have the, was the Mandrell sisters or something? Yes. And the uh, ditzy drummer. And, uh, oh, and her other sister, uh, Adrian Mandrell. I'd have forgotten. They were in Branson for quite a while. Yeah. All right, people. That was a fast show.
1: Uh, I know. I knew somebody was going to get on me about that. Stephanie's like, Reba has a beautiful voice. She actually does. I just, yeah. Just. I, don't know. I, I I knew I shouldn't have said anything because I don't think the Colonel Sanders thing bothers me. I just don't. I don't. I don't think it's funny women dressed up as men. I don't.
2: Wearing a mustache or something doesn't really. It just doesn't. <laughs> have you seen Caitlyn Jenner dress up as a Olympic athlete?
1: Who was killed in the plane crash? What?
2: Oh, her band. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, well, never mind. That, not, was 20, that was 20 plus years ago. Yeah, I think. Don't right. Anyway,
1: I love Reba McIntyre. Some of my best friends are Reba McIntyre. Just,
2: her voice could wear thin on you. That's all we're saying. And I'm more of a Barbara Mandrell guy. Just don't put a, don't, just don't put a mustache on. Yeah, don't try to look like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> if people, may, maybe we could put it on the uh, comment page. We got to show the uh, funnier die bit. John Goodman as Colonel Sanders. One of the funniest things ever. So funny that Yum Brands did not ever invite us to the Kentucky Derby back again because they, did not, they didn't think it was funny. But we, we'll put that up. That John Goodman as Colonel Sanders. Some funny stuff. Yes, everybody.
1: Good morning this morning, and thanks for joining us. Steve Church, thanks for stopping in, baby.
2: Thank you. Good
1: to be back. Some of those... Uh... A- I put this up there because I know you're talking about some of these other people, but... It's Miami you gave me. No one's going to... No one is going to... Uh... You know what? By the way, can I just say something really quickly? Yeah. It's your show. About, about, let, me, let me let me tell you something really quickly. uh Ch- Channel Thirty. When we had, we what we had three years of the almond report. Yes. Okay. One of the years, I know we missed the deadline to enter the Emmys. Oh. But yeah. but the other times we entered the Emmy awards, and we were we I I when they took our entries, and I guarantee you. They put them right in the trash. Those libs over there at Natus, St. Louis. I gar- because I guarantee you the stuff we did on the Almond Report, I have 15 Emmys. I should have 20 by now, folks because, because the stuff we did, and I guarantee you, we did it two years in a row, and and we weren 't even nominated. I'm talking about like not even nominated. And and we put in like 20 entries. And I guarantee you the stuff we did on that show was superior to the crap you see on any one of these television stations in town here. The stuff we did on that show was
2: superior to any of it. I remember uh, talking to someone at the other stations. I go, oh, we're number one again at five o'clock. I said, you're number one of what? You're number one of the three dog crap fifty year old productions of news. Your number one. You guys need to think I'll I'll have to give credit, uh, Channel Five. They've been trying. They've been taking a lot of alma report elements, like uh actually unscripted debriefing between the anchor and the reporter, yes. gee, where did that come from? Yeah. And where the anchors just talk to one another and actually give their opinion on a story. Where did that come from? It, it, yeah, right. Exactly. Instead Instead of gripping their iPads <laughs> for, uh, for, for
1: dear life as they stand in front of a monitor – with their iPads and their scripts and everything else. I never, I mean, with the exception of a few things like we do a newsreel where something was in the prompter, but I i right. never you I right. never used a prompter.
2: And even the newsreel, that, that we were just that was a wink and a nod to the old newsreels. They were in the movie theater. That was a bit we were doing. Right. It was just another way of us to create an avenue for you to talk about the news of the day. And my final word.
1: Uh, with the exception of when I first started, I would do I would do a script, and then I just stopped
2: doing the script and just didn't even didn't even script the final word. Can you can you talk about the gun story on the final word? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yes, can I, can I will you tell
1: that. So I had this wise idea. What was it though? I was doing something on guns, right? Um, it,
2: it was gun control, but gun control. But it had something to do with buildings, you know, like, oh, you'd unenforced gun control where these buildings or proprietors would say, you can't bring your gun in here. I think it had something to do with Bush Stadium and all the other stuff going on. And it was one of our, wasn't it one of our uh, rehearsals? Rehearsals. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, and I. Uh, I no, checked- actually,
2: this was episode number one. Oh, right. Yeah. This was episode number one. But we had been doing a lot of rehearsals prior to that. Okay, so why where'd the gun thing come
1: in? Because was I, was I, I, I I remember doing it and being told you can't do that.
2: But do what though? But tell them what you did without anyone knowing, including me, the camera people, anything. I brought my she, gun in. And and then slammed it onto the anchor desk. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pure gold. I, I hope they hunt on that tape. That was great. That was it. It was this gun. That was it. Yeah. And I, I was I, I was I was because I carry you
1: know. I slammed it on the anchor desk. Well, what was it? And then, but then
2: they they that I couldn't do that though. I couldn't show a gun on TV. It wasn't just that. It was uh, Sinclair management out of Baltimore came running out of the control room, going, "Whoa! Wait a minute! Stop. What are you doing?" Right, and we just laughed. We're like, "Oh, I wasn't oh, really going to do that," oh. because we didn't air it, though, right? Because I had, no. the, I was had the gun. I was going to put it on the on the anchor. Desk. It didn't air. It never made it. Like that never made it to air. Can you show a gun on Facebook? You just did. Oh yeah, they okay they do all the time. <laughs> I'll
1: bring my bull pup in here then. My 15-round bullpup. But, yeah, I I remember them telling me I couldn't show a gun on – it was unloaded right at the time. This this is loaded right now. uh, Mr. Rolman,
2: if you read page three in your anchor manual underneath, you can't wear plaid jackets. No plaid and no firearms. You you cannot possess a (laughs) handgun and present it at the anchor desk during the 10 p.m. news, Mr. Rolman.
1: And then then I took everybody in the studio hostage. All right, everybody get back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we got to go. Okay. Why? Is Donahue coming on or something?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mash. Now, Mash, everybody. Followed by Donahue at 10 and Sally Jesse Raphael at 11. (laughs) Followed by News Channel 5 at 5 with Jennifer Bloom. Ugh. No,
1: it's not a saw. Yeah, Smith and Wesson. Yeah, it is. It's a good one. One of my favorites. Snub nose. It's it's a revolver. I prefer the revolver for my carry because it doesn't jam. It's good. You always want
2: to. You want to make sure you have a gun that doesn't jam. I like to jam to Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> I is that too. a gun? Brooks and Dunn. B and D. This
1: home protected by B&D, Brooks and Dunn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Have a good one, everybody. Good morning this morning. Do we really have to go?
2: Yeah, we do. Why? No,
1: uh, Sally Jesse Raphael is next. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Oh, yeah.